1: The
2: experience. Experience.
3: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. It took a while, but we are here. 2022 the top 150 fantasy football rankings, half point PPR. If you don't care, what I have to say, you only just want to say, Pat, where's the list? Easy stuff. Hit the description, top 150, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. They're all in there. So you can just click on that, follow along. Of course, they're going to change every few days with injuries, whatever may happen. I will have them updated for you. Not every day, because who's got time for that? But every second day, let's say, or if major news happens, I will have all of the rankings adjusted perfectly for you you want to run your own projections you want to get in well you want to run your own projections go to run the sims.com it's completely free to use you can toggle around with whatever you want to do but if you want to get in on the daily fantasy package and betting package it's the same thing if you do it before august 15th which maybe you're watching this after hey you missed out on a free 50 bucks but you can still use promo code mayo run the sims.com mayo get yourself an extra 10 percent off highly suggest that you go do that and For those of you out there wanting to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, Chris Meaney's in studio with me, by the way, of FTNFantasy.com. The Listener's League is now open. It's down in the description. There's 5,000 spots, $75,000 guaranteed. Rake-free money for Week 1 on DraftKings. Go
4: get your spot right now, because it's going to fill. You can't find a better tournament than no. that. No, you it's can't. Uh, this is my favorite time of the year. The studio is looking fantastic, Pat. I am happy to be here to break down your uh, top 150, but you're right. I mean, that that DK tournament, your tournament every weekend, is, is my favorite to, to join. There's no question about it.
3: No, 100%. But it's not just going to be us, because we need the people's voice, as many have said. So we need to get that interjection of the guy who probably hasn't paid attention to fantasy for a while, although he's been on the show talking about football for the past, I don't know, six weeks. But we'll see how it goes. His name is Tim Andagust.
0: That's not
1: my name.
3: How would you say you're ready for the fantasy season so far? Because you have not
1: organized our Keeper League yet. I think you just answered your own question. Uh, Not that, not, not incredibly. I did spend some time yesterday going through your ranks. Though I treat the ranks sort of like the numbers from Lost. Uh, You think they're important, but in the end they mean absolutely nothing. Uh, You're going to draft where you're going to draft and you're going to get the guys you like. So this is a fun little exercise, but in the end, just, you know, find people that are in and around the area where you're drafting and then just take them.
3: let's jump into it let's go to the top 10 fantasy football rankings for 2022 once again hit the description find it Christian McCaffrey Meany is my number one player Jonathan Taylor Derrick Henry running back running back running back then Cooper Cup Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase Devontae Adams CeeDee Lamb Stefan Diggs and Najee Harris before it becomes a bunch of running backs once again at the like 11 turn you got Eckler Fournette Dalvin Cook. Those are the next three players, 11, 12, and 13. Then Travis Kelsey makes his way into the mix. One spot ahead of Joe Mixon. I started thinking to myself, like, if I was in that spot and it was between Kelsey and Mixon at like the beginning of the second round, who would I take? Like, I'm taking Travis Kelsey.
4: You're taking, I, and I know you pretty well, and you're always taking Travis Kelsey. I feel like that's your guy. I'm actually shocked that he's not inside your top 10 here. Can, can I tell you why he's not inside the top 10?
3: Yes, Because I think Kyle Pitts could be the number one. Tight end, And I think that Pitts and Andrews are now close enough to Kelsey, and I can be way off on that, yep. that one of the reasons to draft Kelsey, at least according to me, and I think it's proven itself out over the past four years or so, is he's a lock to be the number one tight end, and he's so much better than everyone else. There would always be someone pushing him. But like last year, it was Andrews. No one thought it was going to be Andrews. Right. One year, it was Kittle. And that year, no one thought it was going to be Kittle. One year, it was Waller. No one thought it was going to be Waller. But Kelsey was the constant that you could throw inside the top 10. And be like, I'm drafting, I'm drafting Travis Kelsey, and you're playing in a 12-team league. I have a severe advantage over Absolutely. 10 of the other teams. Yeah. And still over the 11th, who has the number two
4: guy. Yeah, there's no question about it. And still, Kelsey has that upside. I mean, if you leave your draft with him, and you know whether it's the end of the first, early second, I still you just have to view him as your wide receiver one, and that's it. But you know, it's going to be a different offense in KC this year. Baltimore hasn't really done anything at the wide receiver position, so Andrews can certainly you know be tight end one again. And for Kyle Pitts, I mean, he didn't have a touchdown in North American soil, as one touchdown came over in London. But all the other yards, the yards, the targets, uh, the mismatch across the field, lining up out wide, those things are going to continue. And and in year two, I mean, there's question marks at the at the quarterback position in Atlanta, but. I think there's terrific value in Kyle Pitts, and when we get into him, I think you have him ranked fairly. But I I think he's um, he's a very strong tight end one, and you know again, you view him as a wide receiver one if you have him. Oh
3: yeah, I have, and that's why he gets the elevation in the rankings because he is like a low end wide receiver one. That's right. And I have him at tight end two, Andrews at tight end three. I have them back to back Back -back in the top 150 at 23 and 24. But Tim, let's circle back up to the top. You have the first pick. Who are you taking?
1: I'm probably taking McCaffrey because I'm a sucker for punishment. I mean, I think Taylor probably should be the first pick, but I'm going to take McCaffrey well, well, anyway. Well,
3: hold on. Well, why is Taylor, Why should Taylor be the first pick, but you'd take McCaffrey anyway?
1: Because McCaffrey, I just don't trust him as much. I, I mean, If you've had him in the last two seasons, he's uh, done nothing but violence to your fantasy team. So I can understand being gun-shy about him, but the thing is he's just the most talented running back slash receiver – player that you can possibly acquire so i mean you're you're betting on the come you're you're betting that he doesn't get hurt because if he doesn't get hurt you, your pick cannot be a bust uh whereas taylor it's it just it, it it's just an indisputable fact whereas you know taylor played marvelously last year so did henry but henry missed time uh and i want to take a running back with that first pick so i just think mccaffrey's riskier but mccaffrey's the
4: better player
3: you betting on the come, meeting <laughs> Yeah,
4: t- I don't know. <laughs> uh Taylor, Taylor's number one for me. I, I see what Tim is saying. I see what you're saying here too. Uh honestly. You know, CMC has the higher ceiling. He's more explosive, you know, it, with his pass-catching abilities. But you know, I guess you just have to ask yourself: do you take the safer pick? You take a risk, or you're splitting well, okay, hairs well, here.
3: I, I guess my the reason that I like McCaffrey more, and I think that people will make the same case for Saquon Barkway, and I do think that there is a distinct difference between the two. These are running backs in the NFL. Derrick Henry was the most durable man alive until he got hurt. Yeah, like why
4: can't Jonathan Taylor get hurt? Absolutely, he can. And we—that's the only thing that people make excuses for a CMC why they wouldn't pick him first overall. If you and look that's over why the I past have three first years, overall. exactly. If you're looking at fantasy points per game over the last three years, not close. It's not close. You're right. It isn't close. Uh, there's a better offensive line in Indy. You know that they're a run-first team. There's really no competition. It is going to be Jonathan Taylor in terms of touches in the in the red zone. It's inside the ten, inside the five. You know that it is going to be him ultimately, but yeah, I have no problem with either or. I, I have Taylor one, CMC two, and I have Henry uh, three as well.
3: Okay, um, so we do have the same top yeah, three. We do have the top three. I, I, I haven't looked at many people's rankings overall, but it feels like they're not. And it's funny because years like I disrespected Derek Henry, and maybe yeah. I'm just really late to this party. But he's just. You want to talk about safety? I know. I know that they're giving him the ball. Yeah, and that's really all it breaks down to with all of these running backs is. How can you project an 80% snap share, 80% of the touches, and all the goal line work for any of these guys? And Henry makes up for his receiving game deficiencies because of the long touchdowns. The fact they still run the ball when they're losing, unlike yeah. regular teams for some And reason.
4: I think that people aren't looking at this, but I know 18 catches isn't much. <laughs> it's not. But he only played, what, 10 games? He yeah, missed so a of it out 26, yeah. He was on pace for 36, 38 grabs. Add, add that to what you've seen from Henry over the past couple of years is 17, 16 grabs. Now there's no A.J. Brown. There's question marks about Traylon Burks. Robert Woods is new to the team. He's coming off an injury. Robert Woods, good for Derrick Henry, by the way. Probably At the best, best blocking run. wide receiver in football. We won't fight you on that one, dude. There's no question about that. That Derrick Henry was on pace... For 500 touches last year, over 400 carries and 500 touches, he averaged over 26 carries per game. That is absolutely crazy. You are not going to get another running back on this list. Even CMC, if he plays a full season, Jonathan Taylor plays a full season, Derek Henry, if he plays 14 games this season, he will lead the NFL in touches. And if you can get a couple more catches, that's just added bonus. Unfortunately, like when you do the projections,
3: yeah, you can, or do the rankings, sorry. And the rankings, I think you should treat as a guideline for a lot of times. Like some guys, I haven't really looked at too many ADPs, but when I go to draft time, I'm going to have the ADP list in front of me. It's like, hey, who are the guys who are rising up? Well, you might have to go in an earlier round on them because they're popular at the moment or certain guys that I know I just have ranked higher than where the consensus is on them that I can wait two rounds on those. So I always try to feel like If I want to grade my draft based off my rankings, now I'm going to end up with a lot of guys that I like. Obviously, they're my rankings. But if you can just add up the numbers, the ranking numbers next to the guy's name and try to get a number as low as possible, I feel like you've won.
4: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Derek Henry in high stakes leagues, NFFC have been following it a lot over the past couple of months, ADP. People are putting their hard-earned bucks on the line. I like to see the movement in terms of some of these players. Henry is falling to the second round. Late first, early second. Who's going ahead of him at running back? Najee Eckler. Najee Sa- Pe- Saquon is a big riser. Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is, uh, you know, even I, despite checking in overweight.
3: I got him at number twelve, That's and not, you should. I mean,
4: he's a top. He's a, he's a top ten running back. He's inside the top five in catches, receptions. Tom Brady pedaled to the <laughs> metal. You know, they got drafted a rookie back in Rashad White, and you know, Leonard Fournette is just going to be on the field. But a lot of these wide receivers are going ahead of him too, right? Cup, Ch- Chase, Jefferson. Uh, CD Lamb, maybe not so much, but Adams and Diggs, and then Harris, Eckler, Cook. These guys are going in, and then. Henry is falling to the early second round. I mean, if you're a type of person who likes running backs and you pick towards the end of the first, I wouldn't be shocked if you could double tap a, a Fournette and a Henry or, you know, get a Lamb and a Henry. I think that's a fantastic start.
3: Tim, you draft like it's 2005, and you have not changed that strategy in the entire time that I've known you. You're you not would, quite true. You would start running back, running back, running back, running back, if you could, just because that's how it was when you started. Obviously, that's different now. Yeah. Uh, although the 0RB the worked for probably, geez, when we were at Fantasy, like 2013, 2014, 2015, 0RB was the best strategy you could employ. Why? Because no one else was doing it. Right. It created so much value on your team at every position. Then you could just pick off a running back here, pick them up there, you know, scoop someone off waiver wire. You could piece it together. But then everyone started doing it. And now the, it's reverted back to, hey, you want to have these bell cow running backs. And there's far fewer bell cow running backs in football today than there was even seven years ago and that was even the start of like the cull of a lot of Mm -hmm. these guys so if you're at number four McCaffrey Taylor and Henry are gone I'm just gonna make the point that if you're not drafting Christian McCaffrey first overall you're not trying to win in fantasy you might lose fantasy because he gets hurt but that you can make that case for anyone you're not trying to win if you're not taking him so let's assume that those three guys are gone Tim who
1: are you taking at number four because I have Cooper Cup you have Cooper Cup In a PPR league, how can I say not? I mean, I, I have to agree. Uh, it would annoy me not to take a running back in the first four picks because I'm conventional. I believe you should be starting three running backs, two starting RBs, and an RB in your flex every week when possible. And I so I hate the idea that I now have to probably plumb the depths for a running back if I take a receiver in the first round. But how could I pass on Kopp, Uh or Jefferson? or Like, I looked at your rankings other than C.D. Lamb, who I think is kind of ridiculously high in a lot of people's rankings. I agree with all of this, and I would take them all above Najee Harris, who I think is a fantastic player, and I would want very badly. Uh, I, I I don't think it's a lot of fireworks for me to fire off in your first 10 or 12. Outside of Lamb, I agree with all of them. So Lamb is a number
3: eight. We'll circle back to him in a second. I have Najee Harris ranked lower this year than I did last year. Oh, wow. In the top, I had him number seven last year, and I, a lot of it was just Ben. That... I know what Ben's going to do. He's going to throw to a guy two feet in front of him because that's the only thing he can do. It's not that I worry that Trubisky is going to be worse than Ben, but I think the fact that he's probably better
4: than last year's Ben is actually bad for Harris. Yeah, he may not catch uh, what he lead the league in catches. I think he had 74, 94 targets. Uh, he, he he probably won't flirt with that number, but I, he's a good lock to have sixty grabs, right? Yeah, he's still and gonna he's be number the ten same sort of offense. But yeah.
3: I, I just feel like if he's not going to get back to that like close to a hundred target barrier, mm-hmm. like, he's going to have to score like twenty touchdowns.
4: I don't think he's going to score twenty touchdowns. So the, the offense is going to be pretty bad. And you know, there's talk uh, if you believe Matt Canada or not, offensive coordinator for the Steelers. He says Mason Rudolph could really win this job, and nah. that, that just goes to show you. I know. I don't believe him, but that just goes to show like how bad this quarterback room really is in Pittsburgh. But you know, we what we know about Trubisky, and we haven't seen him in some time. Maybe he's learned a thing or two from Brian Dable and you know Josh Allen in Buffalo last year's. He likes to run. He calls his own number. He do not really check down too much in Chicago. I guess for Tim, when uh, just thinking back, you know, he said he really wouldn't take a running back until probably after Chase. Like if Tim, I guess if you had your own choice of where you'd like to pick, if you don't get the top three, you would just rather pick at the end of the first I guess so you can get yourself two running always Always. I always (laughs) believe
1: you want a man a wheel you want the first pick or the last pick I believe that's how you win championships I think there's something to be said uh, this year about
4: having an alpha wide receiver if you don't if those first three backs come off the board Mm -hmm. to to get a chase cup Jefferson and then the value yeah like if you have the last pick
1: I mean if but if I had the last pick of the first round it's a 10 team league I would take Harris and I would take Aaron Jones and I'd be on my way
3: you would take Aaron Jones ahead of Eckler, Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley.
1: Yes, I would because of the nature of that offense and that Rogers only has three people he likes to throw to, and one of those three people isn't on the team anymore. Uh, I, I, I actually really would. I love in a PPR league in particular. This is half point, th- th- Jones, This is half. Yes, point. Yes, I know. This is half I, point. I, PPR. I understand that. So, so tr- tr- try, to try, tr-
3: try to address that part of it instead of talking
1: about something we're not talking about. By the way. <laughs> What are you talking about? Well, you're I'm trying ta- to make you, a cogent point, and you, you would rather interrupt me before I finish making. You, my you're point. not.
3: You're, you, this is just like when we did the quarterback exercise, which everyone should go check out on Mayo Media Network. Subscribe and like, by the way. That you just completely didn't take what we yeah, were talking it's half, about. It's a
1: half point. Yeah, I do. And I think that look, look, I really like those backs. All of them, except for Barkley. Yeah, whatever. I, I kind of want nothing to do with him. I like all the other backs are just fine. But I think I believe Aaron Jones is just a more. He's going to re- have more touches more carries, more opportunities to score touchdowns. I like him as well. And he actually played really well without Devontae
3: Adams. He becomes a bigger part of the receiving game. It's just... This is is, my point. What is A.J. Dillon's role in this offense? Because it feels like it's going to be bigger.
4: A a very similar role, to be honest. I mean, he caught over 30 passes. Uh, He had more red zone carries than than um, Aaron Aaron Jones, it's going to be a one-two punch. This team is going to rely on defense, and they're going to run the rock. Um, That's that's really what they're going to do with both running backs. I agree with Tim in terms of catches. We could see Aaron Jones lead this Packers team in in catches. He's always been, um, you know, he's always had a nose for the end zone. He's always been a guy that you can really count on having 40-plus grabs in a season. And now with no Devontae Adams, you're losing a lot of targets on that squad, and there's a lot of unfamiliar faces for Aaron Rodgers to kind of get, uh, you know, Uh, I have a chemistry with some of these players he's already waving rookies off the field in training camp he's already Mm -hmm. sick of them Uh, but I the only back I guess I would have Aaron Jones over on this list and I do like Saquon I I think the Saquon thing can kind of go in hand in hand with CMC if you want to win your league there's that type of ceiling but I would rather have Aaron Jones and I think I know we're talking half point here but if we were doing PPR I would have Aaron Jones ahead of uh Joe Mixon really so not not Barkley Mixon I would have Aaron Jones ahead of both of them in a full, in a PPR, but in a half point setting here, I think it's fair. I would have Aaron Jones though, just ahead of Saquon, just, you know, given the
3: risk. So the difference I think between McCaffrey and Saquon is actually really interesting. When you break down the profile that they have. I mean, they're similar. Mm -hmm. Although McCaffrey averages like five more fantasy points per game when they play. Why is that? Because Barkley, he doesn't have those like 12 catch games. But he'll have his like four, five, six. That's exactly what you want. He dominates the ball on the Giants between the 20s. Goal line passing game. He's their guy. He plays hurt and that doesn't help him. You know who doesn't play hurt? Christian McCaffrey. You know what hurts your fantasy team? When a guy is out, sure. But at least when a guy is out. You can play someone else. Yeah. Barkley tries to power through it, and he, like, sucks for six weeks in a row and absolutely destroys you. Always, McCaffrey doesn't do that stuff. No,
4: he, McCaffrey sits out. Yeah, it was, <laughs> Barkley tries to play through it. Maybe that's just playing in the, in the market of New York and, and having, you know, the injury-prone status next to his name over the past couple of years. But I've been really impressed, and I know it's just preseason here and camp, but I've been really impressed with what I've seen so far with the Giants. And my goodness, like, bringing Brian Dable over there, and, and they're already running motion in practice is things that they just didn't do last year. They were on their they were on their own eight Last year, third and eight, and they ran a quarterback sneak. That's how creative that (laughs) offense was last year in New York. So having Saquon there with Brian Dable, the offensive line is improved. It's not fantastic. Daniel Jones is is not the answer, that's for sure. But we could see a little bit of Saquon. If he could just play 14 games, and, and people will tell you he's not injury prone. There's been fluky injuries, and I do agree with some of that. But if he could play 14 games, I think he could flirt with what he did as a rookie, maybe not catching 90 passes. But catching 50-plus for sure.
3: And, and it's funny because I didn't bake in the Christian McCaffrey risk that goes along with him Uh, because a lot of it was that Barkley's going to try to play through this stuff where, listen, I'll pick up Chuba Hubbard in place, and it's probably Dante Foreman this year. but For sure it is. But last year it was like, hey, McCaffrey's out. I'll play Hubbard. He's not good, but he's also not. He was scoring as many points as Saquon Barkley was when Barkley was trying to play through injury. Like, I can find pieces together. I can make a trade. But if the guy is constantly playing – and he's your second round pick, you're going to play him all the time. But if he's healthy, I think he's an absolute smash here. Like he beats, like he'll be better than Mixon for sure if he's healthy, but Mixon just has shown a propensity to stay healthy uh, Mm -hmm. over the last little bit. And I like that his role in that offense, whether it's Chris Evans or it's Samaj P. Ryan that ends up coming him, him getting spelled a little bit, like he's not the 90% Touch guy, he's like the 75% touch guy. And that keeps him a bit fresher.
4: It does. And the offensive line is much improved in Cincinnati. Nobody took more sacks than Joe Burrow last year. They did a really good job, you know, through the draft and free agency to bring in some offensive line pieces. You know, he still had 40 grabs. For people that say he's not a bell cow back and he doesn't play a lot of third down, because P. Ryan, especially in the playoffs on the big stage under the bright lights, when it all mattered, they put Samaje Perine Pirine on the field. In yes, they did. Rolls. They did. And that will continue this season. Uh, but Joe Mixon, to your point, I guess maybe keeping him fresh, you know, he doesn't – he seems to be a pretty durable back. He, he's – and this offense is really good where I think you have him ranked appropriately here, even if he only but, catches 35 passes.
1: Chris makes a good point there because he's not Michael Turner, the way some people think he is. He does catch the ball. Like he does have value in terms of receiving and in the offense in a way I think does get short shrift. Um but I'm I am concerned, I Chris took the words out of my mouth again, uh that when in big spots I just don't think the Bengals are always gonna go to him and so therefore I'm just a little more gun shy about him than I would be with with other guys.
3: Well I I think that you can make that case against Aaron Jones, too. Like, in a big spot on the one-yard line, they might turn around and hand the ball to A.J. Dillon. And why wouldn't you?
4: Look (laughs) at that guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's another guy that has a nose for the end zone. He was just shy of 1,000 yards. He's going to get more touches this year. He's going to get more catches. It's just going to be a one-two punch. It really is.
1: But Mixon has three or four other fantastic players on the offense. That cannot be said for Green Bay. So, like, I actually think there's a degree of difference there.
3: I See, I don't because generally speaking, like even when you, maybe the sets will be different this year in the Packers offense, but if Dylan's on the field, Jones isn't. At least Mixon is out there, so he has the ability to touch the ball. That's what I worry about yeah. when we're nitpicking between all these guys. Listen, I yeah. have Aaron Jones at 17, Barkley at 16, Mixon at 15. This is a tier of running back, and I think it's your preference. Like, do you prefer Mixon, or do you prefer Jones, or do you prefer Barkley? Of that little mini tier, I think they're all about the same. I agree. I just happen to like Mixon a little bit more. I want to circle back to CeeDee Lamb, though, who I have at number eight overall, a spot ahead yeah. of Stephen Diggs. Would you like me to sell you on CD Lamb, or would you like to tell me why he's massively over? No, overrated? Go
1: ahead. Well, by massively, I mean, like, you have him at eight, and I would have, let's see, what are receivers? Where would I actually take him? If I look on your list when I go to the receivers, like, I don't know. I would always take Tyree Kill over him. I'd always take Mike Evans over him. I'd always take T. Higgins over him. Um, Yeah, Pitts, right there at 23. I think he's overly rated. I don't see it. I don't believe in it. Uh, Just you're taking him in the first round. He's your first pick. He is your cornerstone player. Of your fantasy team. I think that's daft. I would not do that. That's me.
3: I see. Tell
1: me. Tell beta- me.
3: I, listen, I, the, when you're ranking players and you're trying to project out what are the most likely outcomes and then what are the outlier outcomes? So And the outlier outcomes is how you win fantasy leagues. Like if you had drafted Cooper Cup in the fifth third, round, fifth round fifth last, last year, or whatever yeah. it is. I don't think that anyone saw that coming but that you could work your way into a case where hey with Stafford if he just prefers cup he's going to end up seeing 30% of the targets and all of a sudden boom you score 20 something touchdowns or whatever the hell we had and it's like okay I can see how that works with Lamb who is the competition for CD Lamb let's say Dallas's defense is okay yeah it's not a top five defense that they play in competitive games where they have to pass we know they like to play up pace yep. with Dak we know that they like to throw with Dak I mean they want to pound the rock with Zeke until they just are like I oh, have yeah, two yards per carry that's great let's throw the ball now <laughs> who are they throwing to they're throwing to Lamb Schultz, Schultz Gallup whenever the hell he comes back it could be eight weeks from now yeah and the two backs the, the two backs and yeah. Tolbert yeah. Like they didn't bring anyone else in. They let Cooper go. He's already the number one. Like this, just has the potential in my mind that when we get sit here next year and rank the receivers, he's now number one. He's in the Cooper Cup spot. I could
4: see that. I I don't have him as high as you, but I like I have him just after Evans and Tyree Kill. But I, I think he could. What yeah, you're saying that's the right spot for him. And 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 I think what you do, Pat, when you're when you're talking about your rankings and projecting guys, you're looking at. Opportunities on the ground for running backs, of course, red zone opportunities. Are they going to be bell cow backs? Are they going to catch passes and targets for wide receivers? And it would not shock me at all if CD Lamb finished first in the NFL in targets. It would not. It is an up tempo offense, like you said. I would, I would say, if I'm banking on it, Cup and Jefferson are the guys that are in terms of number one and number two in targets. T Higgins and Chase Higgins had more targets per game than Chase. CD Lamb doesn't have. A, they were number one in offense last year in points per game and passing yards. And now they lost Amari Cooper, who's given them nothing but a thousand yard seasons. They bring in James Washington, who's already hurt <laughs> Tolbert. As you mentioned, is a rookie learning the playbook, there is a real opportunity for him. I have some questions on if he can handle top coverage that remains to be seen. We saw a couple years ago with Juju Smith Schuster, when Antonio Brown left, everybody just assumed that Juju was going to be fantastic. It wasn't the case, but the opportunity and the volumes, the volume will be there in this offense. So I, I I think he's a strong, strong second-round pick and does have upside to be a top-five wide
3: receiver. Now, I'm guessing that he's not going in the first round. He's not. I'm guessing that he's he's going around like pick 14. So you could pass on him in the rankings if you wanted, take Diggs, who is going in the first round, and then just follow it up with Lamb and go boom, boom, and you have two top-five receivers. Paul, you had your hand raised. Do you have a question about these rankings?
4: No, more of a statement than anything. Um, Tim said that he would draft Tyreek Hill over C.D. Lamb with Tua throwing him the ball. I'm calling BS on
1: that. Now, look, you know, my biases aside, I, I, you see all the time that the Dolphins are trying to... I mean, the reason you acquire Tyreek Hill is because you intend to throw the ball deep relatively frequently. So, I mean, they, they're going to try. We'll see what happens if Tyreek's good at sort of comeback routes grabbing underthrown balls, he's going to have a very marvelous season. I don't know. Like, I, I still would take Ty- Tyreek Hill is just, I mean, we, we have, he doesn't need any defense. He, his skill set is just greater than CD Lamp's. Uh, I would take him over Lamp. I, 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 I remain unsold, not unsellable, but unsold on CD Lamp. Uh, and like, to have him ahead of Diggs, he, will Buffalo take a step back without Ball? Almost unquestionably. But Lamp, but having Diggs, is just, he's still so much better uh, I just, okay, I don't well, know. Well, I think But what
3: you, when, when you say he's so much better, what does that mean exactly? Like according to you, ex- he's so
1: much better? Like according to your eyes, and we know you don't have the best eyes, that he's better. Well, well I'm sorry. You brought me on here to express my opinion, and I'm not giving you my opinion. I, as far as what I can <laughs> see, yes, I think he's a better wide receiver. I would rather have Stefan Diggs. Yes. Okay.
3: Well, I mean, you can side with Tim. You can have Diggs. I'm going to go with Lamb. I think the difference between the two is how many guys on Buffalo can catch 8,000 touchdowns this year? Because it was Gabe Davis, and yeah. now it's like, he's out of control in terms of ADP. But now the new hot thing is Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, yeah. Got to have Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. So according to this, like Diggs isn't going to do anything if people are drafting all these guys. Like, What is the realistic expectation for the Bills offense? I think it's going to be good. James Cook. James Cook's another one. Got to draft James Cook. Got to draft Isaiah McKenzie. Got to draft Gabe Davis. Just take Diggs. Like I agree. that Diggs is very good. Yeah, he but is. this lamb, and this is exactly where I had Mike Evans, The Mike Evans year when I nailed Mike Evans and I won every fantasy league. And it's exactly the same situation. Who the hell is taking away opportunities from CeeDee Lamb? Absolutely no one. And that's the path. Like, I'm looking at the projections right now in terms of targets. You were dead on. Cup, Jefferson, Lamb, Diggs, Keenan Allen. Those are your top five in terms of projected targets. Devontae Adams is like a .02 targets behind Keenan Allen. So those are your top six coming through and if that's half the game is projecting who's that going to throw the ball or who's going to see the ball the most times during the course of the year feel like that's worthy of a top 10 play.
4: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's still going to be a really good offense. Uh, you know, looking at Dallas' schedule, it's it's pretty soft. He's still playing in one of the weaker divisions in the NFL in terms of the. Again, the only thing that I have questions for is if he's going to be able to handle that top coverage. It remains to be seen, but the volume, the opportunity should be there for him. Uh, I really like Dalton Schultz. I know we're, we'll get into him a little bit later on, but I think he has upside to be a top three tight end again um, this season. So it's it's one of two of those guys. You know, in a little bit, maybe they use Pollard a little bit differently. Maybe he gets more, you know, passes out of the backfield. Maybe they line him up in the slot. I I think you're going to
3: see him in the slot a lot of the time. That's why I bumped him up in my ranks. I have Dalton Schultz at number 53. If people want to know, which I feel just looking at that number next to his name feels very high, and I have Tony Pollard at number 60. I have where in the hell did I rank Zeke 58? I actually don't want Zeke. I tried to rank him as artificially low as possible so I never have to draft him.
4: That's fair. I I think that. You know, he had a down season and he still had 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah, but what did he do for you on your fantasy team? He led you to a sixth place finish. He didn't have those high ceiling games like he, he used to have. He finished his RB6 from a fantasy points per game standpoint, but over the course of the season, he did finish around RB20. You know, he did play through some things, but... Everything was pretty much career lows for him: attempts, targets, catches, receiving yards. And Pollard had more receiving yards uh, on fewer targets and fewer catches. And you know he runs between the tackles a little bit better at, at this point of Zeke's career.
3: I just, I just don't know what we're looking for with like, what, where's your fantasy team going if you reach on?
4: Like, where's Zeke going in drafts? Like fourth round, I'm guessing. Oh, I think even a little bit later than that. I he think where be. you have him ranked. Yeah, people are kind of viewing him as, you know, what low NRB two whether you think that's a steal or not. I mean, you could be high on him if you decide to take the opposite approach of Tim and you go wide receiver, wide receiver, or sprinkle in a tight end in your first three rounds, then, you know, the zero RB people, you know, could get involved with with Zeke, but I wouldn't. I don't think that'd be a strong strategy to have him as your RB one. That's for sure.
3: No, but I feel like he's in that dead zone of running backs. Like Josh Jacobs just is after, in there. I Antonio think. Gibson is in there. Like I have Damian Harris and AJ Dillon ranked ahead of Ezekiel Elliott because at least their potential to become number ones is there. Yeah. Like even if Pollard gets hurt, it just. What are we what are we looking at? Zeke 22 carries a game and four catches? Like that's not happening. You
4: should still at least own the goal line work in Dallas this year, which is But but then
3: you're looking at these like positive. bad Jerome Bettis games. Not like <laughs> yeah. nine carries for two yards and three. Twenty two carries for 64 sixty four yards. Yes. And
4: if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're absolutely screwed. Yeah, you're not getting too much out of him. Yeah. Um I'm out too. Like <laughs> I think the ranking is fair. I, I think I may have him. Ahead of Harrison and A.J. and Antonio Gibson, I'm not in on, but he's not on my radar. Here's the issue I have with Tyreek, who I have at number 21, Tim. What are the
3: chances another wide receiver on Dallas outscores C.D. Lamb, percentage-wise? I don't
1: know, 15%.
3: And what's the chance another receiver on Miami outscores Tyreek Hill? 45%? That's a bit high. Uh, I
1: would have said it's like 35%.
3: Like that's a pretty forget, like yeah, we we don't okay. know what it's gonna be right mm-hmm. and we listen don't. If, right. and listen if Hill is Hill and Tua can throw and listen Tua by the numbers threw the best deep ball in football fifty percent completion oh, yeah, percentage the problem oh, is gorgeous. he only
4: threw twenty six passes twenty <laughs> yards down the field he was thirteen for twenty six but if you look at the numbers he was fifty percent in terms of deep okay, ball percentage so, so good but so I kind of <laughs> disagree a little bit I think the 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 feeling with Tyreek is that he is a deep threat guy because we've seen it so much And he is he can blow the top off any defense but I. Feel I feel like this offense is going to run very similar to the offense in San Fran with Mike McDaniel moving over, and what did they have in San Fran? They had short yardage throws, crossing routes, get the ball into Debo's hands, Kittle's hands, Ayuk's hands, and watch them go. The, those three guys over the past couple years have been yak monsters. For the short yardage dot, certainly will be there for Waddle. I don't know if Tyreek's going to be that deep threat guy in the offense. Oh, I, I'm with you on
3: that. That I, I don't think everything They're is predicated a way to give on his ball. deep ball, but... There's a chance that Waddle
4: just sees there more targets is. and has
3: more catches.
4: <laughs> I mean, he's his BFF. These guys played together in college down the stretch. He was getting double-digit targets. So that that's not going to be the case. The thing, I, I am completely unsure about those two in Miami because they both finished inside the top 10 in targets. Now you're having Tyreek leave Kelsey or leave Mahomes and KC, and, and now you're adding an explosive player to Tim's point, the upside and the ceiling that comes with Tyreek Hill. You would expect him to be the number one but it's just a guess. It's an educated guess. I would imagine both of these guys are very similar in targets and I don't think either of them come inside the top 10.
3: If you want to check out the entire PME draft kit and all the preseason coverage, check out the comment section, the description of the podcast or video of the show. All the links are down there. It's all completely free to go check out. Uh, I did the show with Leone where we broke down the wide receiver tiers. And at that time, that was probably like five, six weeks ago now, I had Mike Evans one spot behind Stefan Diggs. He would have been number 10 in these rankings. But then all of a sudden, Chris Godwin has like magic injected into his knee. He's fine. Yeah. And they signed Julio Jones for reasons. I still think that Evans is the guy that you want, but Evans was trending toward more like that CD Lamb type thing. It's like, well, Godwin's not going to be there for six games. Like, who knows about Russell Gage? And they have no number three. It's like Jalen Pickens or something yeah. like that. Like, all right. So Mike Evans is going to have like 170 targets. Great. This, this is going to be fantastic.
4: But now they just have too many guys. They do have a lot of guys. If you just go look at the the back of the football card for Mike Evans, I just feel like he's been pretty consistent. He's not a guy that's going to catch 100 passes. He's going to be a guy that catches between 70 and 80 balls, and he's going to end up with double-digit touchdowns. He's got 26 touchdowns in his last two years with Tom Brady. He's the go-to guy inside the red zone. He's one of the leaders in the NFL in terms of end zone targets and red zone targets. He's just, he doesn't have the same type of volume and he won't have the same type of volume as some of the guys that you have in around him, but you just know that the touchdowns and the yards, it's it's hard to predict touchdowns, but you know, it's pretty safe bet that Mike Evans is going to score 10 touchdowns. So
3: the 20 to 30 range, Tim,
4: at number 20, so
3: I have Evans at 18, Teehee Higgins at number 19, AJ Brown at 20, Tyreek at 21, Keenan Allen at 22, Pitts and Andrews. Elvin Kamara, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Nick Trev, Travis Etienne is number 30. So we have, this, we have the two tight ends in here, number two and three at tight end. In my rankings, you have this grouping of receivers and then this grouping of running backs. And if anyone ever wants to figure out what the tiers are, Because it's a list in terms of my running back rankings. But if you just compare the 150 to the running back rankings, you can see where I like these guys in comparison to one another. Like, where the teardrops are going to be. And it's just not going to be a tattoo on the face. It's actually going to be here on the screen. You can just look at it. (laughs) Not a problem. So I don't know what to do with these receivers. Like, I have them ranked here. I don't know how... Like, I like Evans the best. I like Higgins. I, I like them all in a vacuum. Do I really want to draft these guys? They're like, you're
4: an Eagles fan. How do you feel about AJ Brown? If I told you he sucked this year, would you believe me? He's my bust. <laughs> he's my bust. A lot of people have him as a top ten wide receiver, and I think he, I do too. I think he's like number nine. He he is for you. I was gonna point it out. Um, you get mean. We're here to get mean. Well, I mean, I think he's a really good wide receiver. I think it's a great real-life move for the Eagles. This is exactly what they needed, another alpha. They've missed so much over the past couple of years drafting wide receivers. I mean, come on. We can sit here all day and talk about it. Like Jalen Rager? Rager over Justin Jefferson. Rager? Hardly knew her. I mean, uh, J.J. Arthega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf. Like, the list just goes on and on. So they needed to get it done, and, and they did. But the thing is, A.J. Brown leaves a run-heavy team in Tennessee where he was just the guy there when they were passing the ball. That's it. Julio gave them nothing. They had nothing else. Now he comes over to Philadelphia, and they have Devontae Smith, who was just fine as a rookie against top coverage at over 900 yards. They have Dallas Goddard. They're a run first team. They ran more than Tennessee. They led the NFL in rushing yards. They have arguably the best offensive line of football. Yes, they'll probably pass a little bit more. You don't go and acquire AJ, then lock him up over 100 million and not use him. But they are still going to run the football. There's still some questions that I have personally for Jalen Hurts. But if you just put, okay, he had a 27% target share in Tennessee. You give him a 27% target share in Philadelphia the way that they threw the ball and ran the ball as much as hurts threw it you're looking at seven targets per game that's not a wide receiver one he's more of a wide receiver two but he's not getting drafted like that that's why i'm just passing
3: you are you're talking me out of my aj brown at number nine receiver number what do i have him here number i would 20. much
4: rather have
3: who would you rather have the guys below him on this list who would you rather have? i would
4: i would rather have tyree keenan um Where we go down the list. That's kind of it. I wouldn't rather have Waddle or McLaurin. I would just rather have the guys, you know, Tyreek, Allen, Pitts for sure, Andrews for sure, and then maybe even like Swift, Kamara, Akers, those backs. I would just rather take a running back in the second round than than take A.J. Javante Williams or A.J. Brown? Ooh, that's another guy that I feel like is kind of a bust. No, no, other way, other way, other way. Oh, Turn the other way on it. I really like. New sucks. Say. Fucking Melvin Gordon. He may suck, but it doesn't matter. Like they, they still used him. They, they finished identical last year. Yeah, Pat, in that, terms that of touches was last year, and they're going to finish. But identical. they brought him
3: back. They're going to finish identical the first four weeks, six weeks of the season. When it comes time to that's something win I can agree with a fantasy championship. Javante Williams is who you want to have on your team.
4: Sure, if we're comparing two and who would you rather have, it's absolutely him. But I also think Melvin Gordon going in the eighth and ninth round as RB40 is terrific value. He's sure, not going Williams anywhere. If
3: gets hurt, then you're in the Then you're in, you're the, in clear. the clear
4: and you're fine. Again, it's the people for the no RB zone. But I, where you have Javante Williams ranked here is absolutely fair. But he is going in the middle of the second round. Okay, that's too high. That is way too, too high. high. Take Cam so, Akers instead exactly he's going in the third fourth round right yeah. so i agree 100 i think this ranking is completely fair but if you push this up in terms of adp or where guys are going you're not going to have any javante williams this year no that's a bummer good thing i have him in the keeper league that tim needs to figure out <laughs> I,
3: I didn't play him last year so i just get to keep him in the Perfect. fourth round it's Perfect. kind of nice yeah. tim who where would you make on uh a, on aj brown like almost the same question that i just asked you about waddle and hill what are the chances that Devonte smith outscores aj brown
1: i High? Okay. I I think, like, a reasonably high chance of that happening. Like, 40 to 50%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything Chris said, I think, is is dynamite. And, I mean, Smith had one of the best receiving seasons we've ever seen in the history of college two years ago. And he earned his stripes last season and looked great. I think that there's a really good chance, if not, I would say I anticipate Smith to have more fantasy points than A.J. Brown this season.
4: And there's value. I mean, he's going wide receiver 40-ish. Like, I, if you're looking for value on the Eagles, it's him. You know, value on the e- Eagles is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's all you want.
3: I will say that. <laughs> the only the one eagle guy that you, you want. want is okay. Hurts. So, would you go? Because I, I really like Travis Etienne. This yeah, year, I don't. No, good news—he's
1: another redshirt on my team. Uh, yeah, like, that's just all uh, like, speculation. On your point, he hasn't taken a snap in the pros. So we have no idea whether he can play. You just pointed no.
3: to you, before. You just said that he acquitted himself quite nicely last year. You just pointed to Devontae Smiths. He was so good in college. Yeah.
1: And then I said, and then Smith played really well last year. Etienne missed the entire season. Okay, it's good. He's coming off fresh. a big injury. Like fresh, is you look at saying. him. Like I, I don't want him on my team. If you're drafting him, he's probably your second running back. I think that's madness. Be your first running back
3: if you take some stud receivers up top or kyle well Pence. then
1: then you might as well turn in your your draft uh entry and, and just leave because you've, you've lost you cannot win
3: i have a running list here by the way of guys that cuss doesn't like and it said negative things about that we will recap oh right. well i have I oh, paul, because... paul are you taking taking notes here Yes, we're not. We're not.
4: We're not doing it yet. We'll save it for the end of the show. (laughs) I've been taking. And Tim says he's got a few more that he'd like. Oh yeah, Tim. Tim has some gripes with people. I draft
3: and who not to draft. Yeah, the the, the (laughs) cuss plays and the cuss fades, and we'll just reverse that order and we'll be good to go. I so I'm going to change AJ Brown's ranking.
4: So would
1: would you go Waddle or AJ Brown, Tim?
4: Hmm. I guess I would take Waddle in a half point PPR. I would. I would take AJ there. Okay. But so both of these guys are We'll, we'll not keep going
3: in to Tim then. Would you yeah. have scoring McLaurin straight out of the 70s or would you take AJ Brown? No, I would take AJ Brown. Okay, so that's the spot after Waddle. I'll go with Tim on that one. All right. Guess I was just a bit too high on my britches. I mean, he's terrific. We know that he's awesome, but it's a lot of uncertainty there in Philadelphia. It, it is. I I think it you really kind of hammered home the point to me like when you said it that I just I knew it, but sometimes it's really weird. Like, let me ask you your rankings process. Like, I try to think, like, especially with the top 150, who would I take? That And that can change every two days based on, like, some tidbit that you heard. So you do need to have conviction because I had Jamar Chase ranked at number five at receiver last year. And then, like, he couldn't see the ball. And I was like, all right, I'll drop him to eight. I still ended up with him everywhere. but like That was better than what most people had. It did, but it was like I was so high on him because I built this case. Like, how he could be a top five receiver. Very similar to what I just did with C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. although I didn't think T. Higgins was going to be as good as he was going to be. It was and just, it. if Chase is as good as everyone says, he could be awesome. And, and that turned out to be, I don't think he's going to score eight 60-yard touchdowns this year. But the fact that the Eagles just don't throw yeah. as much as other teams, even with that 27% target share, it's not
4: worth as much than if you're playing on the Chiefs. Exactly. That's that's the thing, and that's kind of how I look at my projections and my rankings. I'm looking at tar- I'm looking at target share. I'm looking at mostly I'm looking at how obviously the offense, how they run. You know, is it, is it going to be a, a run first offense, a pass first offense? What's the passing attempts? And that's kind of the thing with two O. When I said that I don't know if Tyreek or Waddle will finish inside the top ten in targets anymore, is two is a guy that threw the ball like twenty four times a game. I don't care about that. Like twenty four times a game is is not like Tom Brady throwing it forty five times a game. You know what I mean? Where you can make a case for Godwin and Evans. So. Yeah, this is a team that's its probably in between of what they did last year. They were pass-happy at the start. They realized their strengths, and they ran the football. I think they're going to be a run-first team. So, do you think that's too high for those tight
3: ends, Tim? 22 and 23 with Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. Because we now have A.J. Brown ranked at 31 overall.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I actually think it's quite reasonable. Hmm. When I looked at your draft ranking, I was like, I mean, I think I would flip Andrews and Pitts, but that's only one spot. But nevertheless, like, I really... No, I think it's fair. I, I I don't have any gripes there. I got gripes. There are, like, looking at this, my first blush is how deep wide receiver is this season compared to running back.
4: Okay, but... There's you, so
1: many deep you, receivers I would want so much more than these guys. You, draft value-wise. So I could take running backs early instead.
3: Yeah, but I, I just feel like you get into the question mark running back territory so fast. Like, there's...
1: I agree. That's why you take running backs early.
4: That's... I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, but I I, I don't want I, I, love I don't want to late. sit
3: I don't want to sit here and be the guy who took Leonard Fournette over Justin Jefferson and Justin Jefferson no. has like twenty two hundred yards. Yeah, I'm sure. just not going to be that That's guy. That's fair.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I would probably rather have, you know, who do you have as a, a running back like Mixon and someone like Amon St. Brown? Five rounds later, who is like ninety five percent of those guys. No, he's not
3: though. He's not that,
1: that he is might even be such
3: more. a misconception. I that, love him so think- much. I
1: love him so much. <laughs> love Amon St. Brown. There's a lot going I, on I in I, Detroit, couldn't, too. I couldn't believe how low he was when I scrolled. First I got to Debo went, I can't believe he's that low. And then I kept scrolling and went, oh my God, he's even lower. I was like, this is I I I couldn't believe it. He's so good. So for reference, I have Amon Ra St. Brown at 49
3: overall, which I felt like was kind of high. And I have did deep- you look at where he finished last season in fantasy? Yeah, plays? unfortunately, we're not playing last season, Tim. We're playing this season. Of course, there's a lot of there's a lot of very circumstantial reasons why he finished as high as he did. Because Pri- he's awesome, primarily because he was the only receiver on the team besides Josh Reynolds for the final he's six games. Still, awesome. They, how dare you? Here's I listen. I think I have him ranked at number forty nine. I think that's pretty good. I, where are people ranking him? That would be wide receiver number twenty six.
4: Yeah, I think that's really his ADP. Yeah, Wide receiver 30, actually, is, is roughly where he is. I, I, Tim, I have him like r- roughly wide receiver 30, 31. I'm a little concerned. I think he's fantastic, too. I think he's great. No, you don't. No, you don't. I do, but, dude, thing? You don't think that. I mean, you got TJ Hawkinson on the squad. You bring in DJ Chark, a Jameson Williams, who's eventually going to be back inside oh, that D.J. offense. Hawkinson. Oh,
1: he's the great D.J. TJ Hawkinson, who's never been able to perform up to his talents. So I'm really terrified of TJ Hawkinson. This is the year, is it for him? Please.
4: I... I would <laughs> pass on TJ Hawkinson, I will say that, but he's still going to be on the field, and he's still going to be a target, especially inside the red zone. There's a lot of different moving pieces on this Detroit team, plus DeAndre Swift, who's 50-plus like catches in his here's the Here's the thing. I have DeAndre Swift at number 26 overall. I'm kind of surprised about that, actually.
3: I don't like him. Why? I feel like he's your type of back. He is exactly my type of back. It's not that I don't like him. I do really like him, and I see the potential to him b- being the number one overall fantasy sure, right. running back, and I understand that case. Here's the problem. Dan Campbell's their coach, and they're going to start using Gordon Awubuke, or whatever the hell that guy's name is. <laughs> oh, he'll have seven carries. Oh, Jamar Jefferson? No. Oh, well, so I, on who, who, Anthony Lynn? Who is that one What's random white running back that they were using last year for no reason? Craig Moving Reynolds? Anthony, yeah, it was Craig Reynolds. And you know, up. you know, especially after watching Hard Knocks, <laughs> You know who's going to be involved as a pest in that offense and it's going to be Jamal Williams. Jamal, Jamal Williams, Williams
1: is going to play like 50% of the snaps. I, I love this Detroit team so much. The oh NFC Jesus. is so weak. They're going to have such a big year because the NFC is so weak. Leave
3: the Lions alone. <laughs> I really separated. think, Do you think be the Browns a special too. Year. I don't like you
1: the team that's likeliest to go the team that's likeliest to go worst to first. There's a worst in their division to the first in the division is is Detroit. I, I'm not saying I'm predicting that. I'm yeah, not predicting okay, but, they're, yeah. but they are the likeliest team to finish fourth in their division to win their division. I actually uh, wouldn't be shocked if they came easy. second. I wouldn't be shocked if nope, they finished in Minnesota or Chicago. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think they're going to be a wild card team.
3: Oh, I, I mean, that was my best bet. Uh, we haven't done the me, Cam, and Rob show. Uh, we're doing gold, silver, bronze futures for yeah. the season. Yeah. Pretty sure my gold pick because I already have put a lot of money on both of these. I found an alternate win total for the Bears Five and a half okay under pays plus 150 wow and they and i also bet them 12 to 1 to be the worst team in football yeah they got no one are. they got no, one. They are, they got no I, one. I, you see They're that's pathetic. the thing i, I said i sent it to like our group chat and even like everyone's like well oh, like the bears are all right i was like go look at their roster They're atrocious and the one and i did and our one friend's like well they have
1: roquan smith and what happened he requested <laughs> a trade <laughs> i couldn't believe it. i went through that roster after you said that. I was like there is nothing here this is awful
4: like fields would have to be so good for them not to he to, to beat that. He's just in such a tough spot. They didn't do any favors. The only favor I guess they did for him is fire Matt Nagy. And move they they on drafted him. that
3: guy as like 40 years old. Velas
4: Jones is like a special teams guy who's <laughs> probably gonna return punts for them. I was getting excited about Byron Pringle, and then he got hurt, and then I was like, Why am I getting excited about Pringle? Wait, because they have <laughs> nobody on their squad. They have Cole Komet and finished Mo- inside the top 10 in, in targets and receiving yards and receptions, but he scored zero touchdowns on 60 grabs. And they have Mooney, who I do like, but this is going to be a run-first offense behind a weak line, rookie head coach. Yeah, it's it's going to be atrocious in Chicago. I, it's a really good bet. I don't know what the odds are for them to be the worst team in football, but I imagine it's I'd so, pretty it's 12 good. It's 12-1. It's pretty solid.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is
5: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.
3: And the best part about the Bears' schedule is you're going to know whether they're going to be have the number one pick and have the worst record because they play Houston, Jacksonville, the Jets. They play the other really shitty teams in football. The they Jets just are good. What are you talking about? If they just lose to those teams... Then they're locked. Well, then the other teams have the tiebreaker on them.
4: Yeah, then then they're a lock. Yeah, it's going to be... And even other running backs on the squad, like Khalil Herbert. I like Herbert. Is to I, I like touch. Herbert. I like him too. But I would never play him unless Montgomery was hurt. Well, that's the thing. It, it kind of feels like a wasted pick unless you fully don't believe in David Montgomery, who's kind of doing some special team stuff with the squad. But Montgomery's got 90 catches in two years. thousand yard back. I, I don't think he's going anywhere, but Herbert's going to be sprinkled in. is a guy that they drafted as well who they seem to like, so... It's going to be a run first team. And when they are down by 30 points, they're going to struggle to play catch up. I, I, it's funny because people
3: were hyping up Mooney for a while. Old Mooney tunes. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't really sold. Like, you worry about CeeDee Lamb drawing all the coverage. What the hell is this guy going to do?
4: He's going to face a lot of really elite corners. Yeah, with Field <laughs> throwing the ball with... Th- 1.4 seconds to throw it to him. But it's another guy that I do believe will flirt inside the top 10 or 12, at least 15. Like, I'd be shocked if he didn't finish inside the top 15 in targets. I think the only bear you want. I, I am drinking the Kool-Aid on Cole Komet. I am a big Cole Komet guy. We're into year three now. He's explosive. We just talked about the lack of options that they have. There's reports out of Chicago that they're interested in Jalen Rager. They don't have anything <laughs> He could be He Chicago. could be
1: what Brandon Cooks was last year for your fantasy. No! I see. I, really I, well I, on a team that had nothing. See, I disagree, because
3: we know Cooks is good. We don't know if Mooney is good. Yeah, it remains to be I seen. Meant
1: I meant oh, Komet. I meant
3: Komet. Oh, Komet. See, I see, I need to see the status on, I think it's his knee, but he's banged up right now. Like, I, if you just put them both healthy in week one, I'd rather have Herb Smith than Cole Komet.
4: I wouldn't. I think Irv Smith is a little bit. Uh, I think he's just overrated. People just want him to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Now you got Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator in of Minnesota, good, who good quite, it's a good thing for KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen, and it's a going to. They ran more three wide receiver sets in LA than a, a, any other team, and they're going to run that this year. Sure, Irv Smith can be sprinkled in, but KJ Osborne's Sh- going to be the guy that gets spiked up. Maybe, but it's not like
3: change. Van Jefferson had some sort of huge year. Tyler Higbee was still a viable fantasy okay. tight end, and okay. like
4: Irv Smith is free. Nah, he's kind of going around the same range. Yeah. I feel like they're going back-to-back, and I'd much rather have Colton. Matt
3: Reeks, though. Look, look no, where he went to college. He just said it because he's
1: a lovely player.
4: I was waiting for that. Lovely player. I was waiting to hear where he went that to college. That has no
3: bearing on it. Uh, Mooney, by the way, in terms of my projections, is actually ranked for the 14th most targets in football. Uh, he is projected for one more than Michael Pittman is. But obviously, we'd all rather have Michael Pittman. Oh, Why is no that? Question. Because... Pittman's probably a better player in a much better situation. Like, if the teams have to focus on Darnell Mooney, he's the only guy you got, it's not a good situation to be in for the offense, for him, for anyone. Look at Allen Like Allen Robinsons better than Darnell
4: Mooney, probably. He is. But he couldn't do anything. He couldn't, but also I think he was... Yeah, the Covins. I don't think he... There was that, and I don't think he wanted to. Like, he wanted a contract just like... Roquan Smith like he wanted to get paid and they said no listen you're not getting paid and he probably said screw it I I I'm not going to play out this entire season off. He, and he did, but he also sat out a little bit. Didn't play through those injuries. Like we were talking about Saquon and CMC. He didn't play through that stuff. He just said, you know, I'll get my contract. I'll get paid. And he did. He's in a fantastic spot. You brought up Pittman. This is a guy that I think you have ranked a little too low. Michael yeah, Pittman I, is a stud. I, I, I am making a stance that I'm not drafting him. At because MVP. he's going too high and people like him too much? No, he's the like. There's only a few guys
3: that I know this year that are going way above where I would want to take him. Gabe Davis being number one. Yeah, I Michael agree with Pittman that. being number two. I get all the cases for Pittman. But here's the problem about Matt Ryan.
4: He's not any good. He's got to be better than Carson Wentz. No. Why? Why does he have to be better than Carson Wentz? Because Carson Wentz hasn't shown us anything in in a long time. At least Matt Ryan was serviceable last year. There's this is an upgrade at the quarterback position. Yeah, in but yeah, okay, maybe in talent
3: it is an upgrade. But Tim, we watched so many of those Colts games betting against Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz hit his like 99th percentile in what he could have achieved last year. He played so much worse than the baseline of what
1: actually, how many drop picks did we watch, Tim? A thousand. (laughs) Your your point about an upgrade, I I don't actually think there is much of an upgrade there, honestly. Wentz played over his
3: skis so much that that should be just what Ryan does. Like, I don't know how much better it's really going to get.
1: It it can't get much better. And Indianapolis is not nearly as, just, I don't know. They're an overrated team.
4: So it, it may not get much better, and people are, are saying that he's going to break out, and I disagree with that. I think he broke out last year. He had 1,000 yards. What are we looking at? He's not going to get 1,400 yards. He's going to have another year where he has 1,000 yards, but he's going to finish as a wide receiver too. I mean, I don't Watch know. Watch out with going someone
1: going. like Paris Campbell in that offense. Forget he about Paris somebody. Campbell. He's already hurt. Oh, he's no, already, no, Yeah, he already cursed, he cursed him
4: again. No chance, man. He'll Three be years funny. in a row. Tim, I love Paris Campbell dead. This is why I like Pittman as much as I do, because <laughs> the they other, have guys who's... like Alec Pierce, who I actually Pierce. would much rather have than, than Paris Campbell. What about Dublin? Like, that guy yeah. loves stealing touchdowns last year. Mo Cox. <laughs> yeah,
5: Can we get some Mo yeah. Cox
3: in our life? Yeah. There's another guy who's better than Cole Komet. It's true Cole Komet. I'm Pitt- telling you, believe in Paris Campbell. I have Pittman at number twenty. I don't think that's unreasonable. I think it's fair, actually. I think it's... I think- at, at receiver. That makes him, what, number 38 overall? Like, here are the guys that, like, if we go 30 to 40, and we'll recircle back to Acres. although I think people have heard my spiel on Acres enough already. People don't but, like him, though. Yeah, people hate him. I don't know why. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I do get it, but I, I don't. A.J. Brown, McLaurin, Debo, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Cooks, Cooper, Pittman, Prison Mike Williams, and then you have the Kittle, Darren Waller, and Cuss Buddy, Brees Hall at number 42. So... I have Pittman
1: behind. Brees Co- Hall's good. I haven't
3: ranked a number 42.
1: Wait, wait, how much higher would you put Brees Hall? No, I think it's very fair yeah, You have him. You should, like, you should start calling people, him Brees Tomes. <laughs> just like this. You know what? Don't, don't tempt me. Uh, that's that's right up my alley. There's there's a lot of players that are deep there that are just like the Jets are gonna have a very interesting fantasy season. Don't they have with too lot many of but, but don't they have too many guys for one
3: to be really great? That's why I have Hall ranked so high. I don't know what to do with their receivers. You can tell me
1: Moore, Williams Wilson Wilson, sorry, Davis, I'm Davis, Davis, CJ don't CJ to... Secret of the Uzma, Tim's buddy Mimsy, who's probably gonna All be become no all the running backs, like, you would have said that about the Bengals too, but they made it made it work because they had great quarterback play and they had top-tier talent. Well, the Jets have that too.
3: Well, they don't have top-tier quarterback play. They just have some guy who's, like, concerned about banging milfs.
4: <laughs> Since we're on the Jets, I do feel like, and, I you know, Tim could obviously speak to this, and I don't know where you have Garrett Wilson. I see Elijah here. Oh, so you have 115. I feel like the gap in ADP for those two guys is too large. I feel like it's a similar situation we just talked about in Philadelphia. Obviously, A.J. Brown is – we know what A.J. has done, and we have one year of of Smith. But we've seen just a handful of games with Elijah Moore. We've seen nothing from Garrett Wilson, and I think that Wilson may be the better wide receiver. The thing is,
1: Garrett is so good. You watch him on tape, as I have, intensely, since they drafted him. He is so good. Intensely. Do you know what Tim calls watching
3: tape, by the way? He types in – Garrett Wilson, best play highlights in YouTube. And he sees like five points. He's like, oh my God, this is every play. Sold, <laughs> done. He actually was I'm my told. favorite wide I receiver coming out of the draft. Uh, I just I we've Thank seen you. we've seen more do it at the NFL level. Yeah. And we haven't sure. seen Wilson do it. I think that has to be the divide between them. And one guy plays in the slot, one guy plays outside. And I think Moore is going to move around a little bit as well. Like He had a lot of success on the outside last year. I think it's a little bit different between, like, I have Drake London at number 74, for example. And I have Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson at 114 and 115. Like even if Jameson
1: Williams comes back and he's good, he has to deal with the legend of Amon Ra St. Brown. He has to deal with DJ. See, you don't like. It's nice to know that both of you don't like him. So when he has a really nice fantasy year, neither you get to say, "Oh, I really like him as a player." I, no, you don't like him. You think he's a bad <laughs> player. I understand that. That's I,
3: fine. I, I may so have him right The highest of anyone.
4: <laughs> you actually may that I when I've you know I've been following ADP risers and followers, and I I see him I take right it around as a, wide receiver thirty. So Pat, actually, Tim, you and Pat like Amon Ra probably. Just well, the same. I. I just
1: take it as a personal insult that he's this low is he like a? is he one of your keepers is that why you like him so much no i don't have him as a keeper i wish i did is, is he uh, on is he on our friend other tim's team And are you trying to curse him no he's not <laughs> i'm not playing these games i couldn't tell you who has him just like he has become one of the players that i really really enjoy to watch and i think he's incredibly talented i agree and like he feels no, you don't i mean i do that based on go
3: look at where other people have Amon Ra ranked put it that way and just the guys ahead of him. Like, I'm at number 26. Like, you would rather have Amon Ra than take the chance on Michael Thomas. I wouldn't. I'd rather have Michael Thomas, who is apparently healthy now.
4: He's at least on the field that's,
3: making plays. Yeah. That, that's tough. <laughs> like, you might be able to draft wide receiver three
4: in the eighth round. <laughs> he's a he's – No, he might suck. He's a game changer. Yeah, there's, there's two ways it could go. I, I, I'm in because, uh, because of where he's going. He is moving up draft boards, roughly pick 70-ish. You know, this time last month he was picked 95. Okay, so he's the middle of the sixth he's round. What else are you doing with good, your middle of the sixth exactly. round Exactly. And if you're somebody that, like Tim, likes to, you know, and I kind of agree with Tim's strategy in terms of running backs. I After the first 20, I, I feel like I hate them all. So I, I want to get at least two, you know, in the, my first three picks where you're getting maybe Michael Thomas as your third wide receiver, my goodness, mm-hmm. to be your third wide receiver, the upside. And if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. But if he does, you're on
3: your way. Yeah, Mo. yeah, most definitely. And that's why he's ranked ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown. So these other, <laughs> the Michael Pittman guys, so he's at number 38. I think that I'm higher on Cooks and Cooper. Then I think that Cooper is an absolute steal. Like if you want to tell me, talk, talk to me about who the biggest steals are inside like this top forty. I think that Cam Akers is a steal at running back. I am at number twenty-five. I think that Amari Cooper, who I have ranked at number thirty-seven, absolute steal. And I don't care if it's Watson; he gets suspended the entire year. I don't care. Percent they have one guy. It's the same case for C.D. Lamb. It's just you know, the talent throwing him the ball is a little bit lesser. We know they want to run the ball more, but if he end up with a thirty-three percent target, he's in the exact same situation as Brendan Cooks.
4: He is. And Brennan Cooks finished inside the top five in target share and air yards. And, and still finished like wide receiver 11 or something. He's been a top 20 wide receiver in each of the last two seasons. And he proved everybody that it really doesn't matter. Like the only reason why people didn't want to draft him last year is because of Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. I mean, didn't matter. It didn't matter. Nope. So he's. he's no. Everybody disrespects Brennan Cooks. Teams. Nope. even teams don't want this guy they're, they're shipping him off every other year so I think he's terrific value. Like, I really don't know what to do with Mario Cooper I'd like to hear what Tim has to say about Mario Cooper I do agree with you Pat I wouldn't be shocked if he was like 33% target share which is very beneficial but man if it's Jacoby Brissett yep, all year I, it could be pretty frustrating I, I think that I'd
3: think f- i be fine with him I think that they're I have DJ Moore ranked at number 34 but if like Cooper smashed DJ Moore in terms of fantasy points not like smashed but like scored like
4: 2-3 per game more yeah.
3: I'm not gonna
1: be
4: super stunned
1: no
3: yeah, I think I'd rather
4: have Cooper. I think so too. I mean, he's, he at least finds the end zone. DJ Moore is <laughs> yeah. fourth in the NFL in yards since 2019, but he's got like 10 touchdowns. <laughs> so
3: tell me why you love Debo so much. I feel like I am down. That's just my guess. I have Debo at number 33 overall. Again, a guy that I want to rank artificially low because I don't want him this season. I just think that last year is such an outlier on the fantasy stats that he puts up. And the best case scenario for him is to never take a running back snap again. For
4: fantasy purposes. For real life, no, obviously. Because he's got incentives in his deal if he gets three rushing touchdowns or X amount of rushing. Sure,
3: but like he's not going to score a rushing touchdown every six carries. That's impossible. I know. Like that can't sustain itself. And maybe he is the outlier and I'm wrong. I am not betting on an outlier. I would much prefer Debo to be the guy who's getting nine targets a game and seven catches at least I can rely on that for fantasy but when we first broke this down I went game by game and looked at Debo and when he started touching the ball on the ground like six seven times a game which don't count as points by the way those are just whatever
4: the catches some games with two targets four targets like I don't want that that's horrible there was a point in the season last year where his rushing yard prop was higher than his receiving yard prop and I'd never seen that before from a wide receiver I'm I'm out, too. The price is too rich. He's going as a top 10 wide receiver. Obviously, you are not going to have any Debo Samuel this Zero. year because he is going uh, much earlier than pick 33. But now you have a rushing quarterback in there as well in Trey Lance. So Trey Lance is going to steal some touches um, You know, inside the red zone. He's more than capable of running it himself. Maybe they scale back from Debo. And you take this with a grain of salt, but in two years of training camp, it's been Brennan Ayuk who is I,
3: – I, like Chances Ayuk kind of outscores of, Debo this year.
4: 35 40 percent i'd say at least 25 i'd say i roughly 25 percent wouldn't be shocked deep threat guy on the offense lance got a cannon it's not accurate but he does have a cannon of an arm and now we know as we will hear tim talk debo's very cursed it sounds like
1: no i just like the opportunities for the touches i think he's exceptionally talented i think with uh, a quarterback who is a little more raw i expect them to lean a little more on both Kittle and on debo uh, I could see shovel passes coming out of the backfield, which count as passes uh, happening. I don't know. Just, it just seems to me like Debo is sort of that unusual, weird player. And I kind of like that. And I kind of want that on my fantasy team. I mean, I, I might have him a touch higher than you do. But, like, once you actually look at the context of the actual players who are there, the number may seem, may have seemed weird to me initially. But I guess the people, for the most part, you have ahead of him, I guess I, I would agree with you. But... I I mean, I don't have to to work hard to say he's a special player, but just I like the context in which I find him. And uh, I think he's going to have another excellent season and have lots of opportunities to touch the ball, which is something I'm looking for.
3: I just looked up the ADP.
4: Javante Williams is going at pick 16. I told you. That's that's too high. I told you. That's too high for, for a guy with the timeshare split, man. It really was. And, Russell Wilson loves Melvin Gordon. He actually pushed the organization to bring him Did like, they play to Wisconsin together? Uh, yeah,
1: I yeah. think so. But look, look, the thing is that Melvin Gordon is terrible, and he shouldn't even be spoken on this podcast.
4: He's a, he's a thorn. He's like that pesky Mark Ingram. He's just
1: there. He's, you know he's going to do he's stuff. He's going to
4: be a pain in the ass for Javante Williams' owners. Debo, here it is,
3: Tim. Debo is being drafted as the number 17 player off the board, wide receiver
1: six. Tim won't have any That's shares either. That's on the no, that's a little higher. That's higher than I'd have him, but, like I, would, but I totally get it, and I understand it, uh, even though that's a touch higher than I would be. I don't I'd get it. I don't see who in their right mind would
3: draft
4: Debo over C.V. Lamb.
1: That, that makes no sense to me. I,
4: mm. I'm, I'm with you. Tim may not be, but I am with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't Clear know. Clear
4: cut number one on the squad. Cam Akers. Tim, do you have a Cam Akers take? Cause I think that,
3: uh, yeah,
1: he screwed uh, me last year. So I want nothing to do with him, but that's all based on my own personal spite. So you drafted I him and he to do.
4: blew it as Achilles. I tra- no, no, no. I
1: tra- kept traded the year before,
3: traded uh, for him and kept him. Then he got hurt like a day later. <laughs> yeah, so my my dislike. <laughs> you are the is one to blame, based- sir.
1: Uh, everyone blames me for everything? That's fine. So my dislike is all based on spite, uh, like Jerry bringing back that jacket uh, to the to the uh, to the clothing store, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I don't know. Just there's so many mouths in Saint, or, uh, Los Angeles to feed that it could go any number of ways. Acres is a fine player, but I got burned by him, so I'm out. But like, I appreciate that my reason for being out is explicitly and only based on my own personal spite, uh, which is no reason to do anything. Everyone's going to point to,
3: yeah, it's a very short turnaround from an Achilles tear came
1: back and played in the playoffs and
3: they tried to lean
4: on him until it just turned out he was just not Dude, effective they did lean on him he wasn't effective yeah. but he did he had 67 carries in four games after coming he's back a from fine, an Achilles injury he's fine. over he's his last eight games he is averaged 21 touches and if you put that over a full season or 21 carries actually i think it's 21 touches 19 carries if you put that over a full season he would have been second in the nfl last year in carries they like him it took a while his rookie season it really did take a while. But they like him. They didn't draft they who they draft? Karen Williams? That guy stinks. He's already hurt. Daryl Henderson is fine. A walking soft tissue injury. But he's
3: fine like, though. Like I like drafting Daryl Henderson. Sure. Later. He's late. If Adrian- you don't
4: like Akers, you can make if you don't get Akers, you can do that. It's a really good offense. Great offensive line. They're gonna score a bunch of points. Sure. But Cam Akers, it's clear they like him. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it's I just
3: true. it's the Achilles thing that really worries people, but like He already came back from it, and now we're seven months later. Exactly, he should. Yeah, no, you're right. If you're
1: one of these people that chose to take receivers early, and he's like your running back two or whatever, like okay, no, he'd he'd be be running back.
3: Like if you could, you could theoretically in drafts this year go Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, and then Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, because Cam Akers going way later than this. Cam Akers is going like in the fourth round. He's going at pick. Where's old Akers at? Cam Acres is going at pick number thirty-five. So theoretically, you could get Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Pitts, and Cam Acres start those with your first four picks. I think it's- yeah, I, I mean that's not. I'm a- not con-
1: delighted, but it's not the it's not the worst. I mean, I, I don't really don't like having you know, Etienne, at the end, but uh, I it's not say the worst. His,
3: I didn't even say his name, but okay, we we know you. Oh no, don't you said like- Pitts, didn't you? I, no, I, I said Pitts. Yeah, Pitts, and then yeah, 80s. sorry.
1: Yeah, I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. So you could
3: theoretically, if stuff breaks the right way, Cup has a little bit of a den. You're not saying he's going to be bad or anything like that, but Jefferson and Lamb could be one and two at receiver. Pitts could be number one at tight end. Yep. And Akers could be top five at running back if things break the right
4: way. And let's be honest about the efficiency too. Yeah, he was coming back from an Achilles injury. They gave him those touches. He was getting targeted out of the backfield. He also went up against four top 10 run defenses throughout the playoffs.
3: And he's also four months
4: removed from tearing his Achilles. <laughs> Which is, yeah, the kicker. <laughs> yeah, Now it's a year. <laughs> yeah. And he looks great in camp. I mean, he's out there, right? Yeah. I mean, you
3: can take Etienne with your next pick, maybe. If he's, if he's, I feel like he's a buzzy guy.
4: He's going early. Yeah. Uh, he he's, is
3: someone that, I, listen, when it comes to Etienne, I have at number 29 in the rankings. Half point PPR, full point PPR. There's a chance he leads all running backs and catches
4: like that. And I don't know when James Robinson's coming back.
3: Didn't he, does he have the Achilles? He has the Achilles too. I was going to bring him up. He's not Cam Akers.
4: He's not, but you know, apparently he's going to be ready to go week one. He is practicing and Doug Peterson. I don't say he would be the, the lead. I would say that Robinson leads this team in carries, but ETN's got a higher ceiling because of what you said with the catches. And they can line him up all over the field too. Yeah, I don't think- They have a very weak wide receiver.
3: I think it'll be sort of like the advanced version of Tony Pollard. Like he'll probably get his eight to 12 carries a game, and then he's going to end up with like seven to 10 targets. Basically a, a discount DeAndre Swift. Yeah. is what you're looking at with the potential to maybe he just they didn't spend a first I mean that regime is no longer there sure. mind you but he is playing with this college quarterback that seems to be a thing of late like oh, that absolutely. really works out for people yeah. in terms of fantasy points and you know he's got the year off Gonna coming coming very fresh when we think about it so 40 to 60 and this is where we're going to try to wrap it up and again you can just check out the rankings the full ones are down there we're going to do more shows on the seal he's going to be on 40 through 60 Kittle Waller, Breest Holmes, Chris Godwin, Rashad Bateman, Justin's brother, and Justine's brother, <laughs> James Connor, David Montgomery, Marquise Brown, Michael Thomas, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Gabe Davis, Alan Robinson, DK Metcalf, Dalton Schultz, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, AJ Dylan, spitting hot fire, Damian Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Core Daryl Patterson. Then I got some Tony Pollard. And what I really do want to talk about before, we're, and we'll circle back to those guys, maybe guys that are too high, too low in that range. Josh Allen, I have at quarterback one. He's number 61 in my rankings. Mahomes is number 62. Justin Herbert is number 63. Lamar Jackson is number 64. Jalen Hurts is number 65. I don't think that there's a huge fantasy difference between those five guys.
4: That's my exact five as well. Uh, not in the same order. I do have Herbert number two over Mahomes, but those those are my five and... Yeah, I don't see much of a difference between the two. I mean, you got obviously the rushing floor with the final two that you have there and, and Lamar and Jalen Hurts, who was quarterback six last year in fantasy points per game. Yeah, I got no beef here. We can get into a couple guys that I, I don't like Cordell Patterson at all. I oh, di- see,
1: I disagree. Oh,
4: no, now I feel okay, worse about that. So I you-
1: disagree. I'm not even saying he's poorly ranked. I think he's probably correctly ranked. But I really like him. And, I mean, look, Atlanta's – got Mariota playing quarterback, and it's there's not a ton of talent on that team outside of Pitts. quarterall Patterson should get a lot of touches, and he should continue to be more or less what he was in last year's offense. I think Arthur Smith will continue to use him in very similar ways. Uh, and so I think what we saw last year was an aberrational. I think it's likely to continue. And so, I mean, for example, you have him below Zeke Elliott. I'll take him over Zeke Elliott all day.
3: I have them back-to-back, 58 and 59. I can see it. But you kind of did spell out a case with zeke where i just don't know if patterson's like patterson can lose his job to the tyler Tyler algier yeah he's in
4: almost the the best landing spot for a running back yeah it's a poor team but like cordell patterson is not that type of running back to run between the tackles like that you could even see at the end he can and and they'll line him up all over the place that that won't go anywhere but he's not going to be out of these running backs i mean pollard is in there i guess but he's going to be a guy that probably averaged five carries per game. You, no, you, I think it's more than that. I don't think so, man. Let, let me see. This let, isn't a guy let, that had Patterson's a lot of double also not carries. A pure,
1: Patterson's also not a pure running back, right? He's an H-back. Exactly.
4: I just don't Which feel- Which is great. It, it, it's good. Like, they like he's a special player, and we've finally seen one season from him. I wouldn't be shocked if it was just the outlier. Like, if that was the outlier season for Kaderil Patterson. New quarterback. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Mariota. Maybe Ritter. Struggling on offense. I think Algier is actually a decent back. I think he he could take... I think it could take a couple weeks, and he's getting first and second out opportunities and all the goal line work there. So I don't know. Like, he's a wild card player. He's, like, one of those game changers. I'm just... I just have... It's like Gaskin last year. Like, these hot waiver wire pickups that just had one season. I just have a hard time spending that capital the, the following year. I have
3: Cordero. He's going... He's being drafted as player number 82 overall. You got a much He's going behind him, yeah. Kareem Hunt. And... Yeah, that's team. pretty decent value. He's going behind Miles Sanders, who I'd almost rather have Kenneth Gainwell at this point.
4: I mean, you I don't, don't want, any, want any. You
3: don't want any of them. But, but yeah. like, that's the range. He's, why is Rashad Bateman going at number eighty-six overall? That seems way too well,
2: low.
1: Yeah, it does seem a bit low, doesn't it? Although he's wide receiver
3: yeah, I, one.
4: Yeah, I, I think he's. Um, I got him as in the mid twenties somewhere. Yeah, I have him number twenty-three. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's fair. Lock and loaded, number one. <laughs> Lamar he, looks beefed up. I don't know. Beefy Lamar? Beefy Lamar. He's Be- chucking balls deep down the field. I don't know how accurate he is with them, but he's throwing them deeper. Beefy Lamar is trying to get that big beefy contract at the same time as well. There is one wide receiver. I know you are you don't want to go outside but, of 60 that I think. No,
3: Well, we, we can go. We can kind of freestyle from. I just want to finish talking about okay. the quarterbacks for a second. A- at pick number 61, I'm never getting Josh Allen. No, that's never going to happen. I doubt I'll get Herbert or I'll get. Mahomes,
4: but you can get Lamar there.
3: I think you can get Lamar or Hurts there if you. You can. Where's Hurts? Hurts is
4: typically I Hertz see Hurts is Alan. at number
3: sixty five, and Lamar is number right around there fifty one. Actually, he's going up the board, so I think I'd more likely to end up with Hurts the most of the that group. But that's where I would start taking quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, I I don't I wouldn't touch one until round four, but Allen will go before that, and then Herbert Mahomes. I'm with you. I think, you know, we talked about the Philly offense, the one guy that you want inside that offense. And, you know, in around that range is pretty good value for Jalen Hurts. He's a top five quarterback for me too.
3: All right. So, Tim, there was a couple guys that you wanted to speak upon, apparently, that you really like or don't like throughout the top 150. Hit hit us with who those guys are.
1: I love Adam Thielen, Adam even though he's 70th. I don't know. I just love him a lot. I, I would take him over a lot of the guys – you have in the six. I mean, you have all those quarterbacks in the 60s, so that maybe that compresses his number. He's such a great player. I just feel like he's low. Uh, I, I, and uh, which other person I put a big star next to? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't understand the love for Cortland Sutton. I don't get it. I don't want him on my team. There's too many other players there. Like 71, I'm not drafting him. There's no way I'm drafting him. I'm not even considering drafting
4: him there. So you won't get him. That's actually one guy that I like. I mean, he's oh, really, see, I don't, I don't, he's really Judy is every
1: bit the player, but you know, better.
4: Yeah. I, I you know, team. and he's cheaper. I can, I could, uh, agree with you there. Like if you're picking in terms of ADP, but like in a vacuum, I mean, give me Cortland Sutton. Are you kidding I me? Mean, this guy was top 10 in terms of deep target percentage. He's basically Tyler Lockett. They're, they're right there in target percentage of at least 20 yards down the field. Who's the best deep ball guy in the NFL? It's Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, uh, 74 Tua. pass Tua. attempts. Yeah, I guess it's Tua. Uh, 74 <laughs> pass attempts for Russell Wilson last year of at least 20 yards down the field. That was number one in football. 19% of his pass attempts, at least 20 yards down the football field. That's number one. And Cortland Sutton, This guy. This, these guys are a matchmate in heaven. And And Tim Patrick is a guy that I really like, and he's done. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about two wide receivers in Judy and don't, Cortland don't Sutton. Don't tell Tim that. He was going to draft him, Patrick. You wouldn't <laughs> know he's out for the year. And Russell Wilson supported Lockett and DK Metcalf can support two wide receivers. Better offensive line in Denver. I am really bullish on Cortland Sutton to the fact where I have him as like a top 20 wide receiver.
3: And I have sort of
4: middled it. I have Sutton at 71. I have Judy at 78. I really don't know. I think they're both going to be fine. One guy, I mean, Judy at zero. It's it, Obviously, it's going to be a different offense. Nathaniel Hackett coming over a new quarterback but zero be- end zone targets for better, Judy. Sounds better, by the way. Sounds much better. Sounds
3: a lot better than what they had last
4: year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> zero end zone targets for Judy last year. Patrick actually led the team with eight, but Sutton, again, he's that deep threat guy, seven end zone targets. I I, I just feel like it's just so perfect the way that he runs his routes, very similar to Tyler Lockett, accurate quarterback. I'm, I'm really excited about what that offense could look like with both of those guys. Sutton's going to cost you a bit more. I agree with your point. Hey, you don't want to spend the capital on, on Sutton? A couple more rounds later, you get Jerry Judy have a piece of that offense.
3: All right, well, it sounds like Chris both agrees and disagrees with you,
1: Tim, about Cortland Sutton. So who else? <laughs> um, Do you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the list? I wouldn't draft him with a 5,000-foot ball. 91. 91. I'm down on yeah. him, too. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, who else here? We, we kind of mentioned Devonta Smith already. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Devonta Smith. Where do I have him? You have 79.
2: All right. That, oh. fe-
1: that feels like the right spot. I feel like he could be a touch higher. Um, who else do I? Oh, I really like Hunter Renfro. I really like Hunter Renfro. So you like white receivers? No, I have not like Hunter Renfro. I think in the Oakland offense, he fits in a nice. He fits in a nice spot there. I expect big things from that team this season. I think McDaniels is going to revolutionize what they're doing, and like I, I think it's going to be really with the top coverage always being drawn over onto Devontae Adams. People like Renfro should be able to run free through secondaries and a lot of opportunities, it's going to be really nice. Then he's going to have a really nice season.
3: Well, I mean, I, I have him in the Keeper League if you want to trade for him. Here's my issue, is I can see how he has just as good of a season. And with Tim just said, with Devontae Adams there, the issue is is his target share last year just can't be the same.
4: It's the, impossible. It is. Or they don't throw to Devontae Adams. The way that McDaniels has run his offense now, I don't want people to come at me. You just come at me if you want. <laughs> it could be a lot like Tom Brady, Randy Moss, and Wes Welker. I'm not saying that Devontae Adams, see, I know what you're saying. I'm not saying that Devontae no, Adams is going to have 40 touchdowns. 16-0. 17-0. 17-0. They're going to lose. One in the more Super to Bowl. go. And they're losing the Super <laughs> Bowl. But the guy to fade in this offense is Darren Waller. He's not going to be okay. a top three, top four tight end. It's going to be Devontae Adams and it's going to be Hunter Renfro to Tim's point in the slot. Mismatch, terrific route runner, red zone target. It's going to be those two guys. If if you follow McDaniels and how they've run that offense and how they ran it that year. Again, Adams is Moss. Welker is Hunter Renfro. Who's the tight end? It's I going to be this. a very similar, similar offense. And I, 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 I'm not going to make any. I mean, Adams is going to be awesome. I think Hunter Renfro is going to be awesome, but Darren Waller is the guy that you want to fade.
3: So I have Renfro at number seventy six. I have Waller at number forty one. I'm guessing you would argue that's too high. That's why tight end number five.
1: On my list? I think it's fair, actually, five. I do have Schultz. I wouldn't I even draft him. I, yeah. I would just take one of the bottom of the barrel tight ends at that point. I agree. Okay. I mean, I could After see- Kittle, there's no tight end I need badly enough to draft other than somebody late.
3: Gosh, I mean, I was considering putting Schultz higher than 53, mm-hmm. but like, to temper expectations just. Yeah,
1: a little bit. Mm-hmm.
3: So who is it from? I mean, I've ranked the guys towards the back end a little bit higher, obviously, on my list, and they probably appear in ADP or anything. You know what I don't like? Seattle running backs. I don't <laughs> care that Kenneth Walker is like a good guy or something and like Penny, I think he's already hurt. Yeah, Penny's already hurt. Yeah. And Chris Carter. Oh, please. Chris- Come
1: on. What? He's always hurt Tim.
4: Of course he is. So all he does is get hurt. Yeah. But like, that's the one threat I guess for the Bears' bet is that Seattle's the worst team in the NFL. No, Se- Seattle's too competent is the problem. I guess they have wideouts. I mean, yeah.
1: Jacksonville didn't get much better. Jackson- Jacksonville, Jacksonville got terrible. a lot better. Just by getting the way. Doug no, Peterson. Yeah, really they got bad. they
3: they got a real coach, and they have three new offensive linemen for a team that couldn't block last year. Well,
1: hey. I mean, look, I I do like I do like uh, that. That's true that's good and
3: they went out and they got Christian like Burton. doug peterson at, i at, do like doug
1: at, peterson at jins back year two of lawrence marv
3: marv marv's still kicking don't love him fancy no not a lot to tony love. when dale robinson because those two guys seem to be like one and two and for the giants
4: in on tony i have him as a top 40 wide receiver is the only giant that i would Hunk touch Tony, although we did talk about saquon but there's no way uh, I, you could make you could say anything that you want about Kenny Galladay, and there's no way that I would touch that guy. There's no separation to Daniel Jones. There's just not. He doesn't. They, they don't sync up. It's not the right fit. Daniel can't make that pass to him. That throw it up pass. So Tony in the slot. Absolutely love him. Wandell is going to be sprinkled in a little bit more, but we talked about Brian Dable and what the what he did in Buffalo coming over to New York. You know, running guys in motion. I, I'm really excited about about uh, Kadarius Tony. Interesting. I I guess we could have a conversation about the KC guys. Like you have Juju, MVS Pat, Juju you, you and me, Sky all you, you in the You same want to
3: range. know who you shouldn't draft this year? Juju. I can Spicey. tell by the way that I, you, I you have them Patrick. ranked. Oh no, I agree with no, Patrick. No, you need to go the other way. I've Sky had Moore had is the guy. I've had Juju for too many years
1: play. on his my fantasy team. I, pay, I play. I pay close attention. What Juju is up to, and he's nothing but a heartbreak. Yeah, that's.
3: I would draft Valdez Scantling before any of these guys. I like Sky more. I think he's. Pick your poison. Yeah,
4: draft Travis Kelsey. Draft the cheaper one, and it's probably Juju's the most expensive by far. He is, and you don't want Hardman. Mikel Hardman. Mikel Hardman. I don't want anything to do with that guy. Yeah, I mean I. I moved Damian
3: Pierce to number 95. I think he's going to be the guy for the Texans by like week six. It could even
4: be week one, right? Mm. Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead. Burkhead will be there. He'll he'll, he'll bug (laughs) you. He will. He'll hang. There's like those rookie backs. I feel like one of the four will be absolute game changers this year, whether it's James Cook, who is the most expensive. Probably not him. I think he's got the higher ceiling because the offense. No,
3: see, I don't because there's no world in which he becomes the number one. Like, Singletary is going to be that guy. And if Singletary gets hurt, they'll bring back Zach Moss to, like, split that role. It seems like they have a they very cl- run. clear vision.
4: Yeah, or they just won't run. Which yeah. we've seen. But they've wanted, they've wanted this type of back. They tried to get McKissick. It looked like they had him locked in. And then they spent a second-round pick on Cook. They haven't had this element in with this core offensively. But what I was going to say is that Pierce is later. Algiers is later. I mean, Spiller is a little bit later. I don't think you want Algier. I really don't. He's free. Yeah, but so was Mike Davis last year. Ah, Mike Davis. <laughs> Mike Davis is a good pick this year, by the way. Maybe. Because J.K. Dobbins and Gus Buss are like Gus already Gus won't be in. ready, but I, I am excited about J.K. I think he can be. I'm a, excited a, for J.K. Dobbins, too. I think can be low on RB, two. Excited for J.K. Where do you got him? Are, 67? That are, <laughs> jot that down. <laughs> Elijah in the range of Elijah and J.K. I think that's fine. I like what, uh, what uh, Tim said about Thielen, too. Just a touchdown machine. That's why I like K.J. I would have K.J. a little bit higher than some of these other guys that you have, like Braxton Barrios. Oh, uh, we're outside. Oh, the, we're ra- is good. <laughs> of course, he is. That's kind of why I brought him up. But, but they're
3: outside the top 150. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I
4: yeah, my bad. 150s. Yeah, I, I I I had
3: the rankings down to 200, but I was like, let's just call this the top 150. Like when you look at the rankings, it's top 150. Too many guys to manage at some point. And like you're right. How many guys you really draft in here? Yeah. Plus
1: your IDP guys aren't in there. That's true. How do you feel about
3: Isaiah Pacheco? He's getting some real, real buzz here in the preseason.
4: Yeah, just like Ceh is the next Brian Westbrook, right? I think Pacheco is uh, compared to a little bit of Jamal Williams and Kareem Hunt in his game. I'm not buying it.
3: I would, I and I, I mean, I know Tim's going to agree with me, and this is going to cause him to like have an aneurysm or something. But I think Jarek is the back that you want in Kansas City.
4: I'm not. Gonna oh, argue, I like Jarek so much. I'm not going to argue that either. I won't argue that either. He led, he led the Chiefs in the playoffs, yeah. and rushing in rushing and he's receiving really, years. really good. He's teams always been really good. Teams in the play it's like the acres thing. Teams in the playoffs will
1: tell you what they, they want to do. Their true cards. What they think yeah. is the best path goes for. goes back him. to Chris's point about the fact that Joe Mixon found himself on the sidelines when the rubber met the road. Yeah. But
3: you didn't he get hurt in that game? Isn't uh, that that's what was going on? No, they they deciding had P Ryan. to
1: drive of the Super Bowl and they put P Ryan in. Right? Uh-huh. And he couldn't block. He couldn't well, make if, the block if, if on the fourth down. I mean, to lose in the Super Bowl.
3: If that's the case, then Mixon was clearly hurt. Like, the only reason that you bring Mixon out in that situation is that he's just not operating at 100%. You know you can't have him out there. So you have to go
4: to a different... Was that the play in the Super Bowl, too? They had Pirine, and they had him, you know, Pirine misread. He was on the wrong side of the field, and he would have been wide open. And they still actually went back to him after that.
3: That, That's pretty clear that Mixon probably had something going
4: on. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of how they
3: used him. Yeah, but they hadn't used him that way in the previous three games. We saw Pirine, but we saw, like, 80% Mixon, and all the goal line was Mixon's. Um, and, and,
1: any other person you want to hype up, Tim, from this list or nope. down, or down that, talk,
3: or just you want to throw some shade at them?
1: No, I think I've hit the people that I want to hit that are based on this list. I mean, I'm sure there are grudges that I have forgotten or th- players that I'm fired up. I've forgotten Jarek, for example. I am fired up to hear oh. that Jarek is the guy in Kansas City. Like, I forgot all about him. I wouldn't, but now that you brought him up, I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot about him. I need to hype him up.
4: Well, we're not touching Ceh, and we're not touching Ronald Jones. Gotta it be makes sense to make well, sense, Ronald the Jones cheaper guy in the offense. Well,
3: I mean, this is just like last year when who was that random loser you were telling me was so good that was on the Eagles, Tim? And I told you that he wouldn't make the team, and
1: he didn't make the team. Oh yeah, I can't remember who that was now. See, I, I don't even know. I mean, it wasn't was a Boston receiver. Scott? But he was oh, a
3: wide out. It was the random dude who was like great off the waiver wire for like Folgum. Oh, Travis Folgum. Travis Folgum. Oh yeah,
1: he, I thought he was really good.
4: Yeah, he wasn't. Man, I went on a random – I don't even remember the pod, and somebody asked me if he was going to be a top 20 wide receiver the following year for, like, Dynasty Leagues, and I was just, like, lost my mind. I was like, nah, this guy stinks. He's no good. Lazard I have at
3: 75. People seem to like people don't want Lazard to be a thing. And I, I get it, but <laughs> someone's gotta catch the ball. Yeah, I am I, like I think Tundian. he's a good target. Tunyon should be good this year too.
4: I think he is also a good target. Yeah, two years ago he I think he had double digit touchdowns. Now he was gonna regress a little bit, but now he's healthy. Last year he wasn't healthy. And now he's free. He's got Rogers trust already. We know that. You know, Romeo Dobbs is getting a lot of love and he's making highlight reel plays in camp. It is only camp, but uh what, Watson is probably not gonna be with the team to start the season, so there's an opportunity, but I heard Tim chuckle when I said this earlier when we were talking about Aaron Jones. There was a play in camp, I think, in RPO where Dobbs didn't catch the ball and Rodgers said, get off the field, like, (laughs) already. So we know that he has, you know, has had issues with the MVS, so who's the veteran wide receiver? That is Randall Cobb? No, it's Lazard. (laughs) It's not Sammy. It's not Cobb. It's Lazard. He knows the offense. He should be... I think he's a terrific... And he's going roughly wide receiver 40. I think it's a really good value. Yeah, it's just... For the potential upsides there, I am... um,
3: in on that, I have I have Trey Lance. I think ranked at number seven at quarterback. Might like, be a little he, high. It's but fine, but he, he is a quarterback that you take in like the eighth, ninth, tenth round, wherever the hell he's going yep. to try to win your league. Yep. It's like when when we sat here and we had this discussion last year and talked about hurts Everything exactly happened to what we said about hurts He doesn't
4: need to be real life good. He's, he needs to be fantasy. He's going to be exactly yeah. what hurts did last year. hurts had but with probably a higher scene Probably a higher scene because of the uh, but if he starts of the playing weapons. poorly.
1: I wouldn't hesitate as a fantasy owner to throw him overboard and go after just whoever's playing well as quarterback.
4: quarterback. No. See, there, there will be some dud games from him, but he, he started two games last year and had 130 rushing yards in those two games. Yeah,
3: in that Arizona game, he had 20
4: rushes. Yeah. Sure. His first start. And I have high hopes for him, too.
1: But I'm just saying, like, outside of the top, top quarterbacks, I don't have much patience, and I like to
4: ride the hot hand. The thing with this is where you have him ranked. I think most, av- like, you Know high stakes, he's kind of going in around that range, quarterback nine or ten. But you know, when you're drafting with your buddies, you're gonna see, like, even in my home league with with my friends that know a lot about football, they won't draft him over Wilson, Stafford, Brady. So you're gonna be able to get him a little bit later, outside the top ten quarterbacks. And yeah. Tom Brady too, right? Quarterback three last year. Yeah, I have Brady. Just, it's fine where you have him. Yeah, but it's like, why take Allen? Like, you know, I would rather have Trey Lance and Kyler Murray. For
1: yeah, but, but to Chris's point, why take Allen when you can get ninety five percent of it out of Brady and yes. not draft until much later? Yeah,
2: because
3: you don't get ninety five. Go look at their fantasy points from last year. How many more did Allen score per game? Two and a half, I think. Like there was a distinct gap, like at how good Allen was. He just Brady doesn't run the ball. He like, does It's free. It's free points from Josh Allen, and that's my thing about Kyler's. Ever just talking about Kyler's? This like supreme rusher. After six games, the last two years, he stopped running. I think he went from he eight. he keeps getting hurt.
4: I think he went from 800 two years ago to 400 last year. The attempts weren't there. The injuries a concern. And now James, no Connor started call,
3: it's James Conner started getting the ball at the goal line. When Kyler was calling his own number, that was great. And now he just, doesn't do it.
4: Just like two years ago, midway through the season when he got hurt, Kenyon Drake. It was Kenyon Drake who was getting no goal line touches, and then Kenyon Drake was inside getting all those touches. Yeah, I, I have some concerns about Kyler, actually. You know, with no Hopkins. They, they were, I think, Three and four without Hopkins on the squad last year. Yeah, he's back in week
1: seven. Where would a a full Hopkins be on your ranks? Would he get into the top 20? -er? That's a good question. No.
4: Top 20 at
3: receiver? Maybe. Not top 20 overall. I think a a full Hopkins? You never go full Hopkins, but (laughs) I think I'd still rather have Cooks and Cooper. I think he'd be right there with Pittman and Mike Williams and those guys. Like number top 40 wide receiver. 18 19 20 he's gonna miss six games oh yeah like i have hollywood yeah. and now hollywood brown's there as well it's not like the corpse of aj green is the guy he has to beat out yeah another guy although he still does another
4: duo they used to play with each other in, in college it seems to be the thing that most you know organizations are doing i i really like hollywood brown i think where you have him is fair but uh, i don't love him is the thing it's all right thousand yards last year a run first offense yeah
1: eh. yeah i don't mind him
2: eh.
3: he's got the he's got the dropsy he's got a case of the dropsies. Damian Pierce cadarius tony draft those two guys and trey lance from 10 on get those three guys and you'll be good those are pat's rankings
4: can't eat it Don't
3: so eat it. Uh, uh paul have you been keeping the running list of cuss guys cuss people i even made a <laughs> uh, a fancy little photoshop oh, on the let's fly see that. that is why you guys pay me the big bucks draft CD Lamb, fade Aaron Jones, draft AJ Dillon, fade Tyreek Hill, draft Saquon Barkley, draft Travis Itchin, fade Amon Ross St. Brown. So good. Coffin, coffin, coffin. Coffin. (laughs) Fade Garrett Wilson, fade Debo Samuel, fade Cordero Patterson, fade Adam Thielen, draft Cortland Sutton, draft Clyde Edwards Lair, fade Hunter Renfro. And then I think he said one more. Jarek. Well, yeah, poor Jerry. Uh, who, who are some of the other ones I wrote down here? He likes J.K. Dobbins, Adam Thielen, Hunter Renfro, Devonta Smith, and really hates Barkley, Juju, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Travis Etienne. So those are the – you need to know who's Andrew Curse and who's not. Now you have the entire list. I'm in one league. I'm going to utilize this draft.
4: This is going to be <laughs> my draft kit going into it. It's and all you I, need, that graphic. And if I win the money, I'm going to thank Tim, obviously. And I can, well, we're, I'm i going to hear
1: about it every single Sunday when you tell me about your reverse curse team.
4: It's true. I can't wait to be with Tim on a Sunday when Amon Ross St. Brown finds the end zone. I want to see the excitement.
1: It's just going to be its just gonna be finger-pointing in your face, saying, I knew.
3: Wait, okay, give us a realistic... I mean, I don't know if you can do that or not. I have met wide receiver number 26. If you had to rank him amongst receivers, Tim, where would you rank Amon Ra Semra?
1: Okay, let me look at your actual rankings like, and see 29. where I would have, No, no, where would I have slid him in? I would have slid him in... Uh... 29th overall. I would have put him right behind Debo. I'd have put him at thirty four. Sorry, thirty four is whatever. I would have put him. You would have put ahead him ahead of thirty DJ 30. Moore. Yeah, I had a DJ Moore. I had a Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Michael Pittsman. Uh, but I would have put him behind uh, uh, Debo. So yeah, right behind Debo. So you'd have him at number fourteen at wide receiver. Yeah, that still seems too low. What? Still seems too low, but I'll go with it. Still seems too I mean, the guy in his rookie season had 90 catches, 120 targets, nearly 1,000 yards receiving, and only five touchdowns. I expect, you know, probably 100 catches, probably a 950 or 1,000 yards, probably six or seven touchdowns. I expect an improvement off last season's performance. He's a really, really special player, but he doesn't get any plaudits because he plays in Detroit, and it's easy to bash on Detroit. Well, I disagree.
3: This was like that time that you were all in on Austin Collie, the year after.
1: <laughs> he was going to be so good
3: that
4: he got hurt. <laughs> Forgot about him.
3: Oh, yeah. He had like 83 catches one year. Yeah, he did. Like, okay, yeah, he was there a we monster.
4: That was an uh, outlier year.
3: Do you, your rankings are both, you're they're at ftnfantasy.com, completely free, by the
4: way. Yep, yep, ftmfantasy.com, half point, super flex, old school, standard, people play in those leagues? No, no, know. no, Tim probably does. Tim has a secret league, no. where it just has standard scoring. It's funny. Uh, no, I hate it. We just moved away two years ago from standard, it took a long time for our commissioner, we were like in year 20 for the league, but yeah, PPR, half point, super flex, it's all there over at ftnfantasy.com.
3: The only thing I dislike more than standard scoring is like bonuses in season long fantasy. Like, I get it for oh. DraftKings. Like, that makes, like, cause you sure. need to differentiate you, players somehow. Absolutely. And reward, cause, and it's one week. You yeah. need to reward big plays. That's absolutely. important. But for, like, oh, yeah, uh, this guy
4: had 101 yards, 10 bonus points. Instead of the guy who had 99. I was like, what? <laughs> you know who has those settings in his league? A guy we went to college with and we worked with. Do I like him or not like him? I think you like him. You, okay you think I like him? Does that mean I don't like him? Uh, uh, yeah, Maybe. Eric, Maybe do Is it Eric Lepage? No, my God. Eric Lepage. Oh, that's a name. Eric Lepage. Drew. Camera 2, Drew Livingstone. He's oh, got bonuses all Cameron, over the yeah. place. Cameron, that, that's right He's up there. He's got bonuses way. for 20-yard runs. He's got bonuses for <laughs> 250 yards passing, 100 yards <laughs> in the ground, 100 yards through the air, 50-yard <laughs> touchdowns, like 100 points, and his defenses are spiked. He gives, like, five points for sacks. I mean, defenses score, like, 40, 50 points in his league. This is ludicrous. Drew, every Thursday during
3: the PGA season, would find the guy who was winning Winning after four <laughs> holes and then bet on him like some guys never heard of. It was like this guy was five hundred to one. You're doing it wrong. Drew. You just bet him at ten to one. Yeah. Two minutes into a golf tournament, and you? guys would never gonna choke down. on Friday. In fairness, he did. He went from doing my solo camera and your solo camera, and now he's the producer for steve He's steve doing Dangle well. He's doing at Sportsnet, well.
4: so he's doing all right. And he's doing the show with Cam. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's doing it this yeah, year. Yeah, he does he's the same show that I do with Cam. Yeah,
3: but he's not, Drew. If you're watching, you're not Pat Mayo. I'm sorry. <laughs> You, you, you tried to learn. You're just, you're more like cussed than me somehow. I don't know how that happened. Drew
4: has hot takes, which I, I know. do appreciate. He does, but he doesn't share them on camera behind a microphone. Yeah, he's he'll cowardly tell you whatever on he wants. Yeah, no, But I find there are
1: times he'll tweet something, and I'll respond by saying, I actually agree with this. And multiple people will come out of the woodwork saying, oh, gee, what a shock you two agree on something. His hot take like, this what?
4: year is Jamar Chase is like, wh- he wouldn't touch him unless he was like wide receiver 20, 25. He wouldn't touch him. But he would never say oh. that to us on camera. He'd oh, yeah. See, that. that's
3: the thing. Like you if he yeah. if he gave his takes on camera like he has in real life, do it. Money. <laughs> yeah. But he won't. He no, won't cowardly do it. drew. I still cowardly remember, Drew. The
1: cowardly lion. I, I still remember the day when I was visiting Fantasy and he looked at Gabe and said, How did the Tennessee Titans trade for Eddie George from the Oilers? What did they have to give up to get him? And I thought Gabe was going to jump through the roof. <laughs> That Drew had no idea that the, the Oilers had moved to Tennessee, that <laughs> there had been a team move. None of that made – he had no idea of any of that history. And It's just like Gabe was going to jump on his chair and go through the ceiling.
3: Unfortunately, Gabe was too busy chatting with Bet365 on their hotline about a table tennis tournament he had bet on <laughs> that had happened at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's yeah, so it lovely. was a
1: Scandinavian table tennis tournament <laughs> that the over-under, they hadn't credited it correctly. and He knew because he watched.
4: Well, we were working together the one year the NHL was a lockout. He said, Meanie, how, how – uh, and tuner you with the KHL because I need to make some bets tonight I said not very man what about American or European handball I said no not at all and then the next day uh, Feinberg comes over to Zato and I and Omalon in the front he says guys don't talk to Gabe when he comes in I need him focused and ready to go do not talk about European handball today (laughs) (laughs) he just walks in the office we just like put our heads down we're not going to say anything to Gabe (laughs) do you have a
3: promo code for FTN Meanie. Meanie. Code Meanie at FDN Fantasy, FDN Daily, com. I assume it gets you a discount. It does. 20% off. Oh, geez. That's better than the 10% off for code Mayo at RunTheSims.com. But, hey. I'm helping out with RunTheSims.com. It has it's just tools. No one's telling you who to play. There's no rankings, but you can customize any projections. There's betting tools, there's optimizers, a do-it-yourself optimizer for every fantasy slate. Uh, there's the preseason projections that are in right now if you wanna capitalize on those slates. The tools are top-notch. Plus, there's a Discord server if you wanna jump in and chat around with people as well. So runTheSims.com slash mayo. Get yourself 10% off. And if you use promo code
2: TIMANDERCAST!
0: Tim
1: That's not my name. You will be cursed know. for life!
3: That's mean. No, you won't be. Do you know, Tim, what you get with promo code TIMANDERCAST? I
1: have no It idea.
2: doesn't matter what oh. you
1: get. I knew that was going to happen. Oh, did you? Then why'd you respond? Because I'm an idiot. That's why. Fell for that one. I walked the plank.
3: (laughs) (laughs) At Chris Meany on Twitter, at Paul Shag. Credit Paul for his great producing of the show real-time graphics as we're going through <laughs> people need to know about what's going on with the curse you can follow tim at tim andercast or tim anderson 87 whichever one he decides to turn on that day and at the pme on twitter all the rankings down in the description we got the top 150 football's almost here listeners league is down there as well so thank you all for watching smash like sub to the channel rate and review the audio podcast and i will see you next time
2: Have